Why are we? Why are we? Why are we laughing? We haven't started yet. Did I say something? Because I didn't watch the Academy. You asked me about a movie. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, Power of the Dog. You never. Heard I don't of that know. One? I never heard of it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, th I think it won best. I know it was nominated for best picture. Anyway, I just read an article about it. So I am, and I'm normally up to date on movies. I don't see them all. I'm yeah. normally up to date on that part of pop culture. But for whatever reason, since the pandemic, I haven't been to a theater. Oh yeah. So I don't follow the movies. Right. I didn't watch the Academy Awards because we were we were working that night. You well, had to tell me about the famous slap. Let's be honest. If we weren't working, I would have been. Oh, you would have watched it. Oh, absolutely. I would. Oh, okay. Is Joan Rivers still alive? I would have watched the. Uh, <laughs> That's right. The red carpet deal. They wheeled her oh, out. No, I, I love it. And I would have loved to have watched. In fact, I'm I'm going to make a confession here. At the end of the evening or the next day, I went to like watch it on, on on demand. I don't know if it even. I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Is it, does it live on, would something like that live on On Demand or not? I think so. Was it ABC maybe? Whatever. I'm, I'm kind Whatever of a network. closet Amy Schumer fan. Is that bad? Why do you have to be in the closet about I that? I don't know. Everyone's People, a fan of hers. Really? She's hilarious. Yeah, sure. See, I thought it's kind of embarrassing to be an Amy Schumer. Oh, really? I love Amy Schumer. I think she's really funny. There's something yeah. about Amy Schumer that I just love. She's got so a podcast. I, we, we, we compete with her on a daily basis. We do? I guess Do we so, kick yeah. her ass? No. I'm guessing we don't. Do we kick anybody's ass? <laughs> I don't know either. I'm an Amy Schumer fan, so at the end of the evening or the next day, I went to look and I couldn't find it. So, And the other thing, while we're on the, the topic of On Demand, I'm now into American Idol again after 25 oh, years. Of all the of shows. Absence, absence, I've been at, and I'm probably going to lose interest. I probably like next week at this podcast time, I won't be into it anymore. Who knew that was on? I mean, who knew that was back? The of truth, all the you haven't even watched that Lakers show, I bet. No, no I haven't. Oh, God, and you're watching American Idol. Well, it's you haven't seen Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. Me why. Or, ask me why. Well, I think I know why you're watching American Idol. You do? Well, yeah, because you probably watch it with your wife. No? Well, no, I haven't watched American Idol in 20 years, 25 years. Yeah, I believe it. Since like Ruben stuttered one. Yeah, yeah. Adam Lambert was my last time I watched. I haven't it. watched it, but now I'm watching it. Because I read the story about a participant that oh, I that I liked. It. You love that. I stuff. liked a life story about yeah. a participant. I'm not going to tell you which one because I don't want to <laughs> negatively affect them somehow. <laughs> oh, Mitch likes this guy. I'm voting him out. <laughs> I didn't say it was a guy. I, there's, a, okay, there's, right. there's a story in there that I liked, so I decided to watch it this year. Okay. And I'm I'm on I'm I'm on my last. I, I'm I'm yeah. not really all that excited about it. I, but anyway, what I was going to say yeah. is, why is it? Then when I watch that on demand, and that's what I do, yeah. when we watch that on demand, we can't fast forward. Oh, through the commercials? It won't. Forget commercials. Any, any of the performances that I don't oh, like. Oh, it's not good. They won't let you fast forward at all. And yet, when you record it. You sure. Fast forward all day. So what's the difference? Well, I, Explain that to me. Do I look like the head of Fox? Yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's stupid. I don't know. Why can you it's, it's fast torture. forward when you record it, but you can't fast forward when you watch it on demand and I'm just too lazy to set the recording to record it. So I sit there yeah. a two hour show. I could watch in like eight minutes. That's, right. That's exactly right. The fact that you just now realize this means you have a hell of a life. I mean, this has been torturing me for like 15 really? years. Of course. Yes. Oh, I didn't know. So I instantly go, this sucks. And then I hit a uh, season record and then I just, I go and try to find the one I was watching. Like, is there going to rerun it? I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not sitting through commercial. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to sit through your cockamamie commercials. Well, how do you, how do you it. avoid it? I'll go. Re I'll record the series and I'll just yeah. wait. I'll wait till it's on my DVR. 
And literally the episode we're watching, I know they're going to rerun it probably because it's Bravo usually. And I just I make sure I go find it and I oh. grab that because I, I mean, who wants to sit there? Like the point of a DVR is to not have to spend two hours on exactly. a two-hour show. That's exactly right. It's not good enough for two hours. And it's not just the commercials. I want to skip forward. I want to skip through most of the performances. I'm not interested. <laughs> right. I'm interested in one story. Right. And so, and, and the first time I tried to do it, it actually said something like on my screen, this feature is not available yeah. or something. And I was like, are we not paying enough? <laughs> Do right. we have to pay for this feature? <laughs> it's like Disney when you go for another 10 bucks. You're welcome to fast forward. Anyway, we haven't started. We should start the show. We should. Okay. Episode 186. And this is the T section. This is Mitch unfiltered. Not to be confused with the Amy Schumer podcast. Yeah, I don't know if she still has it, but she did at one point. My wife used to listen to that. Never this one. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> I know, gosh. Well, Mitch Unfiltered is available on all major podcast platforms like the Amy Schumer yes. podcast. Please, please, please rate and review us on Apple. Become a Mitch Unfiltered patron for $5 a month and have access to all the bonus shows like Danny O'Neill and Slick Hawk and your music entries, which have come to a, an amazing halt. Yeah, they sure have. But, if you'd but like what to, a library. What a library to go back and listen to. <laughs> yes, uh, there the are. amount of work. That's true. That's actually true. <laughs> yes. That's actually true. You I get do, access to I all do of not them. laugh. I, I that's actually true. Now, if you'd like to if you'd like to reach out to me and send a note about Mitch Unfiltered, I'm always willing to read and listen at Mitch at Mitch Unfiltered. What are you laughing at? Are you at? really though always Yes, of course I'm always okay, willing. Okay, all right. Mitch at MitchUnfiltered.com. Like the following from Brad in Corvallis, Oregon. Brad's going to hate me. Go ahead. I just know. Why it. is Brad going to hate know. you? I don't know. People in Oregon hate me for some reason. Go ahead. The guy from Bend. There's all kinds of people. I like this email. Okay. And you're going to tell me why at the end that I like this email. Okay. Dear Mitch at MitchUnfiltered.com. Please, please, please. Three pleases. Stop listening to all the hate especially on social media, these bozos have nothing better to do with their time. Hmm. Your show is fine and an original. Do exactly what you feel is best, and we will all continue to support you. Having said that... <laughs> God, I was like, wow, for once, a straightforward, nice email. End it there, buddy. Ignore what that, everybody oh. says... Except for what I'm about to say. That's right. Tell Hotshot yeah. to please watch sports a little more. Yeah, saw that coming. Mitch, you stop with the golf segments. No one cares. And the only people that listen to that need help sleeping. And producer Steve is right. The tea segment is way too long and rambling. You need to shorten the tease and the overall show. And you can do that very easily by cutting the reading of emails. <laughs> My two cents, Brad in Corvallis, Oregon. Well, who knew Brad was a podcast expert and knows exactly what one should do on a podcast? But why does he tell me to ignore everybody? Yeah, all right. Ignore everybody who wants to tell us how to do the podcast, and then he tells us how to do the podcast. <laughs> That's right. I love Brad and Corvallis. Having said that, oh Having boy, here that. we go. Here so we please go. watch sports a little bit he more. He said more sports or less? What did he say? He said, tell Hotshot to please watch sports a little more. Oh, it's more. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll see what I can you do. You watched Tigers walk up, you told me before. We sure started. did. A little smile on his face. Doesn't he seem doesn't like a smiley, smiley guy. He's not a smiley guy. Boy, he had a, he couldn't he couldn't hold it back. It looked like he was he was walking funny. Did something happen? Yeah. He didn't walk very well. Yeah, maybe Scott should watch news a little <laughs> bit more, too. Pop culture, I watch, but, you know, uh, sports. Did yeah. it move you? Was it moving? Was it touching? Watching him walk up to that ovation from the 18th 
whole patrons at the Masters or no? Not, really not to me. You're not an emotional guy. Well, that's part of it too. I am dead inside. Yeah, you are. So I think you probably would have been a little emotional because I mean the crowd. I didn't see it. The, <laughs> I'm the one that watched. I was like, well, bitch, probably I watched gonna it. Talk no, I went out it. to lunch and I didn't see that. Yeah. So the, the crowd was going crazy, as you can expect. They were just loving him. And I don't know. It just it was very nice to see him walking again, much less after playing four rounds. You made the cut. It's that's amazing. Not bad. Not bad. Incredible. Right. So, yeah, it was it was a touching moment. Okay. Just considering he was sitting so in a touch. He was sitting in a car that was wedged between trees down a ravine. Oh I mean, forget it. Right. It was. So, yeah. When you think about that, oh, it was moving. Boy. I was touched. I finished 529th in my own master's school. <laughs> you did? How's that? Yeah. How'd Hotshot do? I have no idea. Oh, okay. It's hard to find. It's hard to find you. I couldn't go that low. <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm looking right now. Congratulations are in order to somebody named Birch. Okay. I don't know who that is. Birch. Birch had Scheffler, McElroy, Smith, Morikawa, and Justin Thomas. They all made the cut. They finished a combined 27 under par. So Birch is going to get $500 cash. Nice thanks work. to Fireside Home Solutions. Nice job. Pretty uh, easy. Is Scheffler one of those guys that was like a favorite or that everyone... He was the number one ranked player in the world coming in. <laughs> well, he that, had won, that'd do it. <laughs> he, he had won three of the last five tournaments. That'll also do it. Okay. <laughs> he's now won four of his last six tournaments. So he's pretty good. He was better on the... University of Texas. The Sonics. I loved him. Hell of a rebounder. Oh, God. Did he wave a towel? Could get out there and bang a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you don't see Schefflers very often. Thank you to Fireside Home Solutions. Uh, We'll do another one of these pools at the PGA in a month. You know, in the old days, after the Masters was over, we'd have to wait two months to the U.S. Open. Yeah. Well, they moved the PGA from August to May. So now we do Masters in April, PGA in May, U.S. Open in June. British Open in July, and we're done. Nothing in August to, to rival football, the beginning of football. What a time for you. Baseball kicking off. Well, maybe I'll watch the ma- it. <laughs> yeah, maybe you will a little oh, bit. Oh, yes, baseball kicking off. Yeah, how about that? That will be in our first segment. Okay, yes, good. Yes, yes. Do you have anything to say before we finish up this rambling tease that Brad and Corvallis love so very much? Well, yeah, I mean, if I have something to say, but I feel like it's going to take too yeah, much of Brad's time. Yeah, Save it for the first segment. Gotcha. Guests upcoming on this episode 186. Steve Phillips, the former Mets general manager, baseball commentator. Now with opening day in our rearview mirror, where the marathon has kind of begun, the 162-game season. He's going to preview the Major League Baseball season and give us his expectations for the Mariners. I'm already seeing run differential on Twitter. Ken Green is going to be our (laughs) guest in segment two of the interview segments. Former PGA Tour winner and Ryder Cup member. He will make sense of Scotty Scheffler's swing and the Masters and Tiger Woods and the course changes and nice. Rory McIlroy and all that stuff. Everybody loves everybody loves Ken Green, including Brad in Corvallis, Oregon, when we talk golf. <laughs> That's right. And then a young lady by the name of Sam Recker. Okay. Who's going to be running in next Monday's Boston Marathon. It'll be her third time. Okay. She used to run for Providence College. Ask me why. There's a million participants. That's right, yeah. Why are we having Sam Recker on episode 186? Why Sam Recker of all the runners? Because uh, producer Steve said we had to. Okay, good. No, Sam Recker, I think, is 23 years old, and she is running in Monday's Boston Marathon in nursing scrubs. Oh, wow. To call attention to mental health. of She's a nurse. Okay. She's seen a lot of tough stuff. In the last two years, yeah. she happens to know 
a lot of nurses that are still struggling with their experiences sure. and their and their difficult frontline procedures. And there, there's money that's needed. There's classes. There's depression. Wow. There's analysts. There's counseling. She wants to raise money. So she's raising money. She's going to tell us how we can help by literally running 26.2 miles in nursing scrubs. Oh, my god! Now, the funny part of that interview is I was like, oh, my God, this has got to be a first. Yeah. She literally comes on the interview. I don't want to give too much of it away. She comes on the interview and she says, I'm trying to break the all-time record for the marathon in nursing scrubs. Like, there's actually a record. Oh, there is, in nursing scrubs. In nursing scrubs. <laughs> nice. So she's attempting to break the nursing scrub record. I didn't realize that this is a thing. No, I didn't either. Because when I run it... That's right. <laughs> you know, my wife... Or my wife, Freudian slip. My sister's an RN. Yes, registered. she is. I know that. She was on the front line... You know, she was. In I the, know that. I mean, it was. I know that. And I can't even get her to really talk about it. it was, I know that. Yeah. So this is close to my heart, and I'm glad that she's bringing awareness to this. She she certainly is. Now, is your sister going to run any marathons anytime? Uh, can she smoke and drink on the way? Or no. <laughs> <laughs> she can take a cab. Didn't Rosie Ruiz take a cab? Yeah. Did somebody so. take a cab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If she can, if keep I a would be the one who would take it. a cab. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam Wrecker is he's uh, guest number three, running the Boston Marathon nice. in scrubs to call attention to something that's very important. Love it. And we should all help. Episode 186, Hot Shot Scott, presented by Zeke's Pizza, now with locations in Spokane and Milk Creek, White Center, Kraken fans, don't forget about the bar area at the Belltown Zeke's for post-game specials, homegrown in the Northwest. Daniel's Broiler, I think the number one place to celebrate special occasions in the Northwest is Daniel's Broiler this coming Sunday Easter Sunday. If they're booked at the time that you want to go, check out Saturday and Friday. Reservation times are available. Daniel's Broiler. Fireside Home Solutions, title sponsor of our Beat the Boys March Madness Pool and the Masters Pool this past weekend. Some guy named Birch won 500 bucks. Begin your search for fireplaces and garage doors at FiresideHomeSolutions.com. Jordan Flowers in the Kirkland office of Cross Country Mortgage. Seven minutes is all you need on the phone with Jordan or a member of his team. You could be saving hundreds, literally hundreds of dollars every month with a refinance through them. 425-890-2957. One more time, the phone number for Jordan directly. 425-890-2957. Evergreen Golf Call, tax advisor, certified financial planners, experienced portfolio managers working together to bring retirement planning taxes and investments under one roof, evergreengk.com. More than just a financial advisor, Evergreen is everything wealth. We've got three good guests, a lot of fun banter. It's episode 186, and it starts right now. Unfiltered. There is something about Mike Krzyzewski and a sentimental, emotional moment behind a microphone that I really like. And I'm not sure, and that didn't change that I didn't root against him every single time. Yeah. I, there's something about him that I admire, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's whatever Bobby Knight didn't have. Unfiltered. I love, love, love the personality, the charisma, the boyish charm. There mm-hmm. is something incredibly endearing. Now, maybe you would say to me, Mitch, be careful because that goes away over time. And maybe it will, but for now, I'm really enjoying his embracing of the spotlight. Like, yeah, yeah, 
Call me great. I'm okay. Mitch is unfiltered. So episode 186, Hotshot Scott, is now officially underway. I'm in game changer hell. Can I complain for a second here? Well, I am in be game careful, be changer careful because hell. I don't know that people who are listening know what you're talking about. I would agree with you. Some do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have kids that play either softball or baseball. In like the last 10 to 15 years. You probably know what Game Changer is. Yeah, yeah. But if you're either older and your kids are long gone, I don't mean long gone gone. <laughs> long gone from baseball. A little, a little morbid. Or yeah. you, you have kids that don't play sports or don't play baseball. You might not know what Game Changer is. But as I'm looking through Game Changer, yes. because I now paid the $60 for the yearly. I, I'm the cheapie. I, I do $3. $3 oh, a month. I think there's a $3.99 package. <laughs> Well, I don't know, but yeah. I'm just saying it's not just baseball and soccer. It's like every sport they do. Oh, it is. So, yeah. So if okay. you have kids. Tell anyway, everybody what Game Changer is. It's an app that keeps track of the score during baseball games. You can also stream the game through it. And if you sync, if you sync the, the scoring book and, and the stream, it keeps stats. It, it cuts out video it's highlights. A, it's incredible. It's an app. app for people who can't go to the game, really. To follow along in real time. Yeah, and it's it's a way to keep score too for like the manager. And there's to go a back little there's it. a computer announcer. Yeah, I've who seen. if you put it on, <laughs> Brett Levy. They, yeah, always. Brett Levy, grounds out to second base, one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead of like writing it, writing you know, keep it score in a book, you just just keep score on Game Changer. That's what everyone does now. No one has the book, you know, the old score Oh, book. the book still stands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nonetheless. We do the book. You can you can stream through it, which is great. So you put your little camera up behind the backstop. You've probably seen that. They stream. Somebody does. And so when you're at yeah. home, you can go on and watch it live. You can go back and watch it or watch it live. Yes. God. Because Game Changer keeps all the videos on demand. The VODs, as they say. Do you realize how many keeps parents. Keeps them on their site. Do you realize how many parents back in the day missed their kids' games? Oh, yeah. Because they had to work or they had to yeah. travel. Travel, yeah, yeah. And you know what they would have done for this? I know. Crazy. It's right. not fair. We the, should grow back retro, retroactively and and somehow <laughs> I know. get the films and the videos of those games. I mean, I could sit home and watch Piper play Little League softball on my big TV okay. at home. I could so why are you in Game Changer Hell? What happened? So Piper hit the ball harder than she's ever hit it in her life. And you were at the game. In her two and a half years of playing softball, she's never hit one harder. You were at the game. I was at the you game, You saw yes. this with your two eyes. Two unlike eyes, yes. Joe Schmo, who had to travel to Chicago. That's right. Or and, grandma and grandpa in St. Right. Louis who so, want to watch So you're yes. now going to complain. Yep. Having been a guy that was actually there to see yeah. his daughter yep. hit the ball so hard yep. that the ball kind of spontaneously combusted That's in the right. air. It's yeah. it's ten seconds complain. that I want of I just I want to see it again. I like I'm a dork. I like to analyze her swing. She's been chopping at it. This was a good. Okay, when you're st when you get done streaming, you hit end, and then now it turns into a video that you can watch. Anyone can watch. The video just lives on that team's page. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think. So I can watch a video of anyone who just ended their stream. It just goes boop. Now it's a now it's a video as opposed to a live stream. This person who was streaming against the team that Piper played didn't hit end. It's been streaming for thirty six hours. <laughs> thirty six hours. <laughs> sorry, oh wait, sorry. Thirty three hours and, and six minutes. Is the camera still up behind that, the? No. Who knows? It's probably in her duffel bag or something. And it's black. There it is. There's the 33 hours and six minutes. And it even says her and name. And you have no idea. To, you don't know how to run down the person who's who done this. They're from like Port Orchard. I mean, how do I know, right? But Jackie, if you're out there, turn off the cockamamie stream for the bandits, please. So I can watch this. Um. I've been... 
every like hour, I'm like, oh, let me see. Nope, still streaming. And yet, still streaming. But you were fortunate enough to have been there to see it with yeah, your own eyes. It's not about that. Fortunate enough. What Stop do you mean? Stop complaining. I drove. I mean, I paid for the gas. Fortunate <laughs> enough. Nobody <laughs> helicoptered me in, sitting in the freezing cold. So this person has not oh, ended the stream. They haven't ended it, and we're at 33 hours. Let's hope that this person hasn't brought their camera into like their personal world and they're streaming without but, knowing like who knows, what's right. going on in their family room on Game Change. <laughs> In what's going on in the bathroom <laughs> on Game Change? Exactly right. I'm sorry. I mean, I can watch any video sorry, on their team. Shot. Look at all these videos. Oh, lousy with videos. Any video you'd like. You know who's going to feel really bad for you? Who's that? Brad and Corvallis. That's right. <laughs> if he's still with us. <laughs> still uh, listening. Well, I'm sorry for Game that. Changer Hell. I want to watch. I even paid the 60 bucks so I could watch it. It's been 33 hours. Yeah, I've never used Game Changer for video. I am a member. Yeah. I do follow along when I'm... I don't use it very often because I'm always at his games. So, and I would only use it to see how they're doing, you know, all that stuff. No learn coachable moments, or is he not listening to you? Like I go back and show Piper her throws. A, the he's second. not listening to okay, me, and enough. B, if there are coachable moments, it's not via game changer. Oh, it's I not. do it a different way. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, Piper plays catcher, and her throws the second. We like to look at him and see yeah, how she can get yeah, rid of yeah. the transfer and the whole thing. Yeah. So it, it's useful for that, having every... And you know what the best part... Of, I feel like we're doing an ad for him, but the best part you about are, it is... You are. You don't have to scramble for your phone when your kid's up. Oh, I hope I get it. Oh, it's blurry. The fence is... I see it. It's all on there. It just all lives there. It's great. You don't have to worry about it. Does Piper care that she can't watch that at bat over again? You think she wants to watch this? <laughs> <laughs> what vibe did I give off that she gives a crap about any of this? this so allow dad. me to move on on episode 186. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Please don't rate and review this episode on... <laughs> no. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, congratulations. Yes. You just got your Scotty Scheffler lesson. Do you feel like you you know who he is? Really nice, Scott. Seems like the salt of the earth. He does. Okay. Does Well, I don't know if you... you I watched him play watch. golf. I mean, yeah, he, seems he like didn't the punch anybody guys. on the course. Yeah, so, yeah. nicest guy okay. in shoe leather. No, he didn't punch anybody. Yeah, no, he didn't. He wins the Masters... So good for him. Um, Tiger makes it all four rounds. Yeah. Uh, interesting that he would not com commit to the PGA next month or the U.S. Open the month after, but did say, I'll play the British Open definitely because it's at St. Andrews and I love St. Andrews and I won there twice. Okay. I, 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 I'll try to play the other ones in between. Yeah. Everybody just thought, okay, he'll play the majors. Yeah. But he's not committing. But what, what he wants to see how his body is. That's, I mean, fair enough, right? I mean, considering what he's gone through. Yes. But when did he commit to the Masters? It was like... Up right right up into the last that, minute. Yeah. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Maybe. Yeah, maybe. He's not yeah. out of it. No, no, no. Definitely not out of it. St. Andrews, is that the one with all the crazy wind and there's like a lot of bunkers and they have to hit it backwards Can we go sometimes? back to talking about Game Changer? <laughs> Come on, this is for Brad and Corvallis. Oh, God. He loves the golf talk. We can... Uh, yes. We can graduate to Mariners talk. Oh, two and one. Don't. As we record this... Yes. The first weekend of activity is over. And isn't it perfect? The Mariners are two and one. They won two one run games. Yeah. They lost a six run game. So their their margin is now neg negative four. Yep. We're back to 2021 all over again. The run, good, the bad, and the ugly. Run differential. I thought that would just go away. Run differential. Yep. They're already winning one run games. <laughs> They're already hitting God. 210 as a team. That's right. <laughs> They were 21 of 99, although they have one more game left against the, the mighty Minnesota Twins. Did you see the first game of the series, the first game? I watched you? every pitch of the first game. I watched a little of the second game and virtually none of the third game. The last out in the first game. Oh, uh, was that the weirdest good, it's movement? It's just a good thing I wasn't watching that on Game Changer because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You would have squeezed your phone like the Hulk. It looked like it was out. 
Did you, the way the way it came off is bad. Weird, right? Yeah. And no, the, not weird. Well, no, but the way that happens. The, but he just kind of gave like a fake jump, and then he jumped. I think I think it was Winker, and I think yeah. he wanted all of us to panic, sweat a little bit. Uh, well, I was. I think he was he was into the drama of the moment. I couldn't do a three-two loss on the first game of the year in the ninth. That would have sucked. No, you don't want your bullpen to blow a game. No, like you sure don't. No. So anyway, so, two and one. I'm happy. Two and one. Yep. At the time of recording, two and one. That's right. Uh, do you want you want the good, the bad, and the ugly? Of course. The good, Robbie Ray. What'd you think? So you watched yeah. it. Robbie Ray, the AL Cy Young Award winner last year. Yep. Free agent acquisition of Jerry Depoto and the Mariners. Yep. Pitches pretty well. Sure. Gutsy, kind of doesn't have his control, but gets through like seven, seven innings. innings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's good. Logan Gilbert the next day gives them like one run over five or six innings, strikes yeah. out seven. That's good. Yep. Ty France is off to a good start. That's good. Mitch Hanniger, Mitchie the Kid is out to a good start. J.P. Crawford is off to a good start. That's good. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Are we done with the good? Sounds like the good's That's over. That's all I could find. All right, fine. They're two and one. That's good. That's good, yeah. You want me to go further? Please do. No, you don't. Come on. Tough love. Ah, well, who, who's concerned about Jared Kelnick's 091 start? Yeah. Who's concerned about Julio's 083 start? Who's concerned? I like to call this guy Suarez. You know this guy Suarez? Yeah. I, think- I got to go through. I, I'll do a little spiel for you on Suarez. Okay. So Suarez was one of the two Reds that they got in that trade. Okay. Instead of signing a big free agent, they went out with the Reds. They really wanted Winker, the guy who faked you out in yeah, left yeah. field. He's a really good bat, not a great glove. He was an all-star last year, Winker. I That's call right. him Henry Winkler. I think his walk-up mu- music should be Sunday, Monday, happy days. <laughs> right. I think that would be great. Doesn't he hit really well against either a righty, but bad against, or maybe yeah, it's A lot of guys are like that. He's a okay. left-hander, right. yeah. But they had to take on this guy, Suarez, from the Reds in the trade, and his big got a big contract, got a couple of two, three more years. Okay. He's one of these guys who, like, is home runner bust. I think he's had a 40 home run season, so he's oh, okay. had 30 home runs. But in the last couple of years, he's having trouble hitting over 200. And every time I mentioned him to anybody, everybody, all the baseball people are like, oh, this guy's a perfect candidate for a bounce back year. If I've heard that once, <laughs> I've heard it that he's going to bounce back. He's got to hit. He, he's going to hit home runs and he won't hit 180 or 190 or 200 anymore. Yeah. He's going to play third base. Believe me, Mitch. Every baseball person has told me this guy. He's a perfect candidate for a bounce-back year. So I'm going to call him bounce-back Suarez okay. the entire year. Is it is it sort of equivalent to someone telling you that a mediocre Seahawk is in the best shape of their life in training camp? Kind of, sort of. Okay, yeah, you have kind to hear that of. every year. Or, a- or this is the best team that Mark Few's ever had. Yeah. You know, that routine. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yes. I think those statements are probably more true than bounce-back Suarez's chance. I, I, I don't doubt he's going to hit home runs. Okay. If they, if they bat him, he swings really hard. I, He'll probably hit 25, 30 home runs. Who knows? But I've, I've just, I just look at him. I looked at him in spring training. I was like, okay, this guy is not going to hit 220. Yeah. He's not going to hit 210. Um, I'll have you know that after the first weekend, yeah. you and Suarez have exactly the same <laughs> amount of hits. Is that right? You All and right. Bounce Back All right. have the same amount of hits. So that, I'm cheering for him. I hope I'm wrong because yeah, I right, love the Mariners. Course, yeah. but I, I'm, All right. Uh, Marco Gonzalez was awfully, uh, but they're two and one. I, I gave you the good, the bad, and the ugly. And they haven't been home yet, so that, that's good. And they have not the been home yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, did we talk about Josh Connerly? I, Before I finish the first segment, we get to the interviews. I want to remind you about Josh Connerly. I don't, doesn't There's sound familiar. I thought I talked to you about Josh Connerly. Well, maybe you did. I've listened to like 30% of what jo- you say. Josh, thank you. Josh Connerly is that 
300-pound offensive lineman from Rainier Beach. Did we not that talk about that? I feel like all. you and I talked about Maybe this on the last Maybe it was Danny you talked? I've, I've talked about it a couple times. Maybe I haven't. All right, okay. let me go through it. For you, Rainier Beach, sure. basketball U, yep. which is never really that good in football, has Correct. an offensive lineman. He also plays basketball named Josh Connerly Jr. Okay. He's one of the 25 best high school football players in America. Wow. He's graduating this year. He's an offensive lineman, and some periodicals have him as the number one offensive lineman in the country. In the country. And he plays at Rainier Beach wow. High School. Josh Connerly Jr. He's like, I don't know, six-something. He's big. He's a big boy. Gotcha, yeah. Okay? Very athletic big boy. And he came down to five or six schools. Washington, obviously. Oregon. USC. Lincoln Riley really wanted him. Okay. Alabama. Everybody, everybody wanted him, right? Yep. And he narrated it down. Well, are you say we never talked about this. No. Okay. And I, I've gone off until this week. This week we found out where he's going. But until this week, I've been going off like, you know, when Paulo ben- Boncaro left O'Day and went to Duke. Yeah. You kind of understand that, right? How can you compete with that? You can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. And Washington, God love Mike Hopkins, is yeah. not a, probably not in a place right now to be expecting the number one high school player in the country to stay home and go. Even though, by the way, Boncaro's mother was a high, was a oh, sure. women's basketball player, uh, one of the greats. Not a women's. She led, uh, I think she was the all-time scorer when she okay. left school. So there she you go. She was good. There you go. Yeah. And his fa- I think his father went to the UW also. Okay. So, But I just, you know, there, there was something about this Josh Conner. I'm like, a Rainier Beach offensive lineman <laughs> should go to Washington. He should, I, I just, I don't know. Okay. Washington's football program, I know, is in a little bit of a transitional yeah. period. But he's, a, he's an offensive line. I don't know why. Yeah. This guy, I've been saying for like podcasts, this guy's got to go to Washington. These are the types of guys that got to go to Washington. I'm and you. I don't even know why I freaking care. I don't yeah. I even mean, know, but I do care. Well, it's been decided. He's going to Oregon. Oh, great. God. I mean, I, do he's going to Oregon. Do kids not watch sports anymore? Like, did he grow up an Oregon Ducks fan? I, I don't know. It just feels like if ask he, me why he's going to Oregon. Well, That's I'm, why I'm bringing I'm, it up in the first segment. I'm bitching about it now. So yeah, why don't you just you ask me, Hotshot? Why is he going to Oregon? Reports. Well, there's something Hotshot called the Division Street Collective. Have you ever heard of the Division Street Collective? No. This was a one-year group, a one-year-old group okay. of people that are boosters at Oregon, at the University of Oregon. Okay. Founded in part by Phil Knight. Oh, sure. Heard him. To help, let me, let me just read their mission statement. We help U of O athletes monetize their name, image, likeness. Yeah. That's what they were created. There's a couple of Nike people that left Nike to start this thing. It's a year old. They they bring up money and they uh, they find a way to help Oregon student athletes monetize their name, image, and likeness. Boy, don't I sound like a dumb old yokel? Well, didn't he watch the Huskies growing yes, you up? Do. It's yes, all you about do. money. I just I keep forgetting that. One point five million. So we're just that's the report. We're just putting we're now we're just and putting I, a number on. I, I just I just want to say that I don't I don't have I don't have this confirmed. I'm not a news agency. But what I'm oh. hearing through the grapevine is 1.5 million for this kid to sign to go to University Award. Now I feel about him the way I felt about Boncaro. Like you can't compete with that. No, you can't. Co- well, 
Washington apparently has its own collective. Okay. I don't know who those people are. Is there any money in the state of Washington? I think there's plenty of money in the state there of is. Washington. Okay. But I'm not sure who those people are and how much money they're yeah. contributing to that that collective. I'm just telling you, the God. rumor is that he was promised in excess of $1 million to sign with Oregon. Here, here, There's a lot about this that pisses me off. First of all, I, I just don't like it. Call me old. Call me. Get off my lawn. I don't yeah. like. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that he's. I, I. He should go to the University of Oregon. He should. Okay. One point five million. I would tell my kid to go get the one point. I'm not. Of course. I'm not blaming him. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I, I. And this is why I didn't like name, image, and likeness. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that this is becoming. We're going to go to the highest bidder. But it may not always be. I hope not. And also, I mean, would you rather that 1.5 go back into Phil Knight's pocket or who are the school's pocket? At least a kid from this state's getting one million. Good for him because he's good at football. Good for him. Or he goes for four years, busts his ass, doesn't make the NFL and can't walk when he's 35. The kid's getting a million dollars. Yeah, it is. I mean, or he just goes back to the school and they get that, keep that money. I, I mean, I, I see right. what you're saying. The highest bidder thing is scary because I don't like it. The Alabamas and Texas, I don't like they're it. gonna they're gonna rule. Whoever's I mean, got the, yeah. the boosters that are willing That's to spend right. the most money, I don't like it. Isn't that like kind it. of that and way it, anyway? I, I mean. guess it is, but now it's out in the open. That's <laughs> out in the open. But right. you know what the real kick in the groin on this story is? <laughs> What's that? Here was his quote after um, he had. Do you, why you know this? No, I don't. But I I, I don't know if I want to hear. This it. is just like. Is it a Rod esque? This this is like, I just got. Jumped in an alley. Yeah. I got blood pouring out of every orifice. I'm yeah. lying on and somebody comes in and just gives me a, a kick as they walk. You're already on. down and out. You're I, no I, harm to anyone. That's right. <laughs> Here was his quote. Oh, Here was Josh Connerly's quote after he chose Oregon. It was a really tough decision between Eugene and LA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was it though? Could it? But couldn't he have thrown Motlake into the quote? Like, even yeah. if he wasn't even considering right. Motley, what, what would have literally what harm would it have done if yeah. he just said it was a tough decision between Eugene, L.A. and my hometown, even if his hometown wasn't even in the running, yeah. even if they offered him fifteen dollars and twenty five cents in a Subway sandwich. <laughs> right. All right. Couldn't he have just thrown it? Just throw the dog. He's from Rainier Beach. He's from Seattle. He's Seattle through and through. He loves Seattle. Right. Just can't we be? Can't they just be placed in the consolation quote? <laughs> no, didn't we get that? No, it was a tough decision between Eugene and L.A. I Thanks. Mean, it, in a way, it kind of it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about do kids like have favorite teams anymore? Like, would, don't you kind of want to play for your favorite team if you get to? Is that not count? Yeah, for until your until your favorite team's rival offers you one point five million to play for them. <laughs> okay, but can you mention what your did favorite Eddie, team? What did Eddie Murphy <laughs> say to the Duke brothers? I think I might be able to hang with you fellas for a <laughs> That's while. Right, yeah. In the back of the limo, right? Yeah, sure, I remember, yeah. We're going to give you your own apartment. You're going to have your own job, high-paying job, cars, yeah, yeah. you know, drivers, butlers. I think I might be able to hang with you fellas That's for a right. while, right? The, the vase, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to steal it, you know? No, no, you're stealing your own vase. vase. Yes, <laughs> yes. <sighs> yeah, I, I could see where you wouldn't like it. It just sort of feels like I don't like, like it. It just feels dirty. It's not what college sports is supposed to be all about. Yeah. Uh, there, there is I'm that an old man. What do you want? There is that. What do you want? I'm just happy a kid's getting a million dollars to go. I am too. Bust I am his too. ass. I, I, I don't know years. what that family has or doesn't have. Right. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled for him. That's I'm right. thrilled for him because the truth is, most of these guys, even the even the 
even the highly touted ones, most of them, they don't even make it in the NFL. They never make any money. That's so right. here, he's going to make some money. Hopefully put it aside for when he gets out of school. Hopefully don't show up in a Lamborghini on the first day of practice. Can please. he cash and deposit the $1.5 and then announce he's going into the transfer portal? That'd be awesome. Oh, I'm sure there's a clause in there that you'd be. I mean, every business has it now that if you quit within a certain amount of time, you got to give back your bonus. So, yeah, I'm sure he's got to stay for a certain amount of time. You mean he actually may not see it until four years or three. Who knows, right? No way they're giving an 18-year-old no. a check for $1.5 No, you're not, they're not allowed to do that. <laughs> no. He's got to... He's got to represent, I guess, Nike or whatever it is. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's got to, he's got to earn his money. He's got to fulfill something, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> well, okay. How are we looking with Brett? Are he's getting close to that age? Are we oh, gonna? Is it. there gonna be any uh, anyone coming after him for one point five? Levy boys have to pay one point five million to get into it. <laughs> we're part of the USC scandal. Okay, gotcha. fair enough. <laughs> We've got to pretend he's a rowing expert to That's get into right. the USC. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be as as drastic as you think. It feels like it's kind of like I said. I the Alabamas are going to be the Alabamas still. You know, Oregon's got a great program. As much as I hate to say it, but look, the Huskies know how the game is played. If they want to compete, you got to compete. And the Cougars know how it's played, and they won't be able to compete. <laughs> just like always, it's not a shot. It's just kind of how they're in Pullman, for God's sakes, oh, right? Oh so Huskies, if you don't like these guys leaving, step up. Do what you got to do. Can there at least be a new rule, like a law instituted in the state of Washington that says whenever a blue chip basketball or football recruit mm -hmm. decides to leave their hometown to go to a competing school, they must include their home school <laughs> in the consolation quote. Please. Yeah, but in a way... It, 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 Throw the dog a freaking bone, as my mother would say. But now I know it was never close, so now I, I don't, I'm not going to lose any sleep. You know, Right? Because I know they were never in it. Just like with Bencaro. I mean, I didn't even... They didn't even... He didn't sniff dub, Right? He didn't come near that campus, Bencaro. You're talking about Josh Connolly? No, I'm talking about guys like Bencaro. Like the, the, oh, Bencaro. Oh, right? yeah. He's never even seen the know. campus. And both yes, his parents he has. Right there. Yes, he has. <laughs> he doesn't even know where it's located. That's yes, how, he has. That's how close he got. All right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set up the Mitch Unfiltered Collective. Or what is it? Is it collect? Yeah, collective. Yeah, yeah, collective. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start funding these guys to go to the University of Washington. I like it. We're going to pay them to promote Mitch Unfiltered. That's good. I like it. <laughs> That's it. Unfiltered I'm taking matters into my own hands. <laughs> Three it. interviews and then the other stuff segment. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. The owner of Fireside Home Solutions, J-Dub, John Waterstrat. Welcome back to the show, John. Thanks, Mitch. Great to be back with you. John, the pandemic... The shipping challenges that come along between fireplaces and garage doors, which you do so well. The Seahawks, the Huskies. It's been a tough go recently, J-Dub. It has been a tough go, and I probably speak for some of those sports fans out there. It's been a rough year. <laughs> That's our stress reliever, I think, in the Northwest <laughs> to see those Seahawks do really well. And my beloved UW Huskies. But, uh, hey, we're getting through. We're managing through. For me, the fireplace unit, the garage doors, one thing. You've got great ones. Your competitors have great ones. The difference to me is in the process and service, and I know because I'm a customer. People have no idea. Walk us through what happens after someone decides that they want a new fireplace and they call the Fireside Home Solutions team. Yeah, we just talked a little bit about the stress, right? Sports have been tough. Pandemic's been tough. And, and we really believe in this stress-free buying experience. And, and again, you pick your product out. And what we want to do is just like what we do with you guys is we want 
want to send somebody out there, an expert, to walk you through the process. Let's make sure everything is going to fit. Make sure you guys have your questions answered. Instead of having an installer there that doesn't quite know what to do, we don't have good expectations, and get that stress-free buying experience. And again, make sure that they can do their work and you can get what you want. We absolutely love our new patio and setup. What's the current time frame that the pandemic has thrown at you guys for garage doors and fireplace units? Uh, we talked about this in the past. Please talk to your sales rep about what we have in stock. If you need something fast, we're going to have things in stock, both fireplaces and garage doors. Other products, if you're patient and you really want something, we have things that are taking four weeks, sometimes eight weeks. And you wouldn't believe this. We actually have some garage doors that are taking anywhere between oh. nine and 10 months. Wow. That's unbelievable. So patience is truly a virtue. As I said, we're a great customer. We love them. They're the title sponsor of the Beat the Boys competition and an awesome partner of Mitch Unfiltered. Time for a check-in with the CEO of our favorite steakhouse, Daniel's Broiler. Here's Lindsay Schwartz. Lindsay, how are you? How are the restaurants doing? It's got to be getting busier now. Mask mandates have been lifted. It feels normal again, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really starting to feel normal, Mitch. It's been great. We're getting busier every week. It's just so nice to see people smiling faces without the mask. Our team members have been wearing masks for two years now. So um, just so nice to see the smiles and happy faces and busy restaurants. We love it. You do a lot of special occasions. The Bourbon Bash on March 12th, how'd that come off? It was awesome. It was packed. It felt like the good old days. Everybody had a good time. Nice to see friendly faces who we see there year after year. And just an awesome way to kick off spring. I say on virtually every podcast, every episode, that there's no place that I'd rather go on a special occasion than one of your locations, one of the Daniels Broiler locations. Now, I'm not an Easter guy, but Easter Sunday is April 17th. What do you guys do? Yeah, it's a big day for us. It's one of the only Sundays where we open the restaurants early. We serve the dinner menu all day long. Bellevue and Lake Union locations will open up at noon, and Leshi will open at 11. It'll be a busy day, so people who want to go should make reservations. And the mixers are still selling well? And where do we get them, Lindsay? They're selling great. They're on Amazon. We've been on Amazon for, uh, man, a couple of years almost now. And uh, we've been in QFC for the last few months, and it's off to a really good start. And whose idea was that? Well, I'd like to take credit, but I got to give credit to my little brother, Danny. He's the uh, he's the family cocktail mixer guy, and he did a great job with these. Daniel's Broiler has been a great partner since back in the radio days and since the beginning of this Mitch Unfiltered. Please support him at Daniel's Broiler. They're a world-class steakhouse. Unfiltered. There you go. First base hit for Julio. He's digging for two. Second base, Julio Rodriguez. Get that baseball. The marathon that is the 162-game baseball season has begun. The M's have jumped out of the starter's box. They did so with a few one-run wins just where we left off last year. Our next guest used to join me weekly on the old radio show during the baseball season. was one of those segments that so many of us in the Northwest always enjoyed. Former Mets GM... Longtime ESPN face and voice. Now you can find him on Sirius XM, Stadium Sports, and TSN in Canada. My friend Steve Phillips. How are you, Steve? It's great. Good to be with you and glad to have baseball back for sure. No, for sure. Last time we talked, you raved about Robbie Ray. Jerry DePoto added Winker and Suarez in lieu of one of those big free agent bats like Chris Bryan or Trevor Story. 
He did not add an arm in the rotation. Point blank. Let's start right there. Did they do enough to make the postseason in your estimation? I think they're going to battle. I think they're going to be close. But I think even with the expanded playoff format, I have them finishing just out of the postseason. I do. I just think that the American League East with, with those four juggernauts uh, and with the division in the West where Oakland's still going to be competitive. The Angels are going to be competitive. Uh, Astros are going to be really good. I think that, you know, I could see that the, the Mariners being an 84-85 win team, but that finishing just out of it. And here's the thing. They won 90 games last year, and you think, okay, well, they won 90 games. They add Robbie Ray. They add Jesse Winker. They add a Johanna Suarez, Adam Frazier. Why, why are they not considered better than, than 85-86 wins? It's because I believe in run differential. I believe that last year, even though they won 90 games, the run differential indicated they should have won 77 games. And so I think they're going to be a better team and have a lesser record. And it will be a true indicator of the talent on the roster. This is the next step. I think 2023 is the season for them. So barring injury, you have them in the race. How about the trading deadline? Maybe they're into the race to the trading deadline, and then Jerry Depoto takes a little of that future in terms of prospects and turns it into something that over the stretch run can help them make Steve Phillips wrong. Absolutely. I think it could happen. And look, injuries, underperformance, you know, we can see things. Good timing again by the Mariners and just, you know, scoring at the right time instead of outscoring everybody that they play can all be factors in it. But I think when I look at predictability uh, and the depth of talent in the rotation, the good arms in the bullpen, but a little bit of lack of experience, uh, the young position players and, and, and all that they have, I have them just talent-wise a little bit behind those other teams. Young guys could go up and become monsters immediately like Julio Rodriguez. And so, you know, we'll see. Jared Kelnick, can he get back on track? So, you know, there's some unpredictability that could certainly turn the story around. Do you think that Jerry Depoto then made a mistake by not adding more during the off season to put them in a position to make the playoffs? I, I no, I don't. I don't think so. I think he did what he could do. Uh, it was such a bizarre market. We have to remember that players have choices too. So the move to get Robbie Ray early was a good one. You know, it was creative the way they got the offense where they didn't have to lock up guys for the long term. They didn't necessarily have to give up a lot to get it. You know, by taking Suarez's contract, they got Winker, who's a really good hitter. Uh, not a great defender, really good hitter. I think he did a lot. I just think that, that you know, everybody else did too. So they're close. But I think there's a, a year of maturity for this team with Logan Gilbert and Kelnick and, and Rodriguez that they're going to grow in some of the other young arms. They're going to grow into being that really competitive team. You talk about Julio Rodriguez. I don't think there's been this much excitement for a young player, Steve, here since the A-Rod junior days. I don't. Even Kelnick. Uh, this guy not only impresses us with his bat and his overall baseball acumen, but he's got this vivacious personality, this this really enjoyable kind of marketability personality. Have you seen much of him? Should we be hyping him for for rookie of the year in the American League? Oh, yes. But I mean, this American League rookie of the year race is going to be unbelievable. In fact, it might be the most impactful 
trio, four or five young players as rookies this year. Bobby Witt Jr. in Kansas City is going to be a superstar yep. forever. Yep. For a long time, he's going to be great. Uh, and we know what Julio Rodriguez is going to be. Spencer Torkelson with the Tigers. Riley Green is injured, but he's going to come back and be really good. Some of the young arms in Tampa Bay. And so he could be a monster season, have a monster season and still not win the rookie of the year. And there would be no shame in it. He is the real deal. And it's the personality that puts him over the top. Like Ken Griffey Jr. had with that smile and the joy and passion he played. This young guy has a passion for the game, a little bit of naivete that, that is charming for a young kid. And so uh, he's so likable and going to be such an impact star for years to come. So back to the AL West, you have the angel, obviously the Astros will win it. You think the angels will finish ahead of the Mariners in the AL West? Uh, no, I think that I don't. I think the Mariners will be the second place okay. team in okay. the division. Right. I do. I, I don't get the angels pitching and Trout's great. And, and Rendon's great. And, you know, I, uh, you know, Jared Walsh, they can't pitch. And so Syndergaard looked pretty good his first time out. Otani did too. I'm not convinced about the rest of the rotation. I'm not convinced about the workload their pitchers can handle. I think the Mariners will beat out the Angels this year. It's funny. The Blue Jays missed the playoffs last year almost in the exact same fashion as the Mariners did by like one or two games. Then they lost their Cy Young Award winner who's here. And they lost Marcus Simeon to free agency who I think finished in the top two or three in American League MVP voting. And yet I saw recently, you still think with those two losses that maybe the Blue Jays are the best team in the American League. Yeah, yeah, because they have uh, a full season of Jose Brios. They have a full season of Alec Manoa, who's going to be maybe the ace of the staff. They replaced Robbie Ray with Kevin Gosman, who, you know, they've had interest in for years. They had a really good season last year with San Francisco. Hinjin Ryu is back in the rotation. Uh, I, they're five deep with starting pitchers that can be really impact guys, you know, really pitching more quality starting innings than anybody. You got a full season of George Springer back healthy and Matt Chapman. You know, we talk a lot about run production, but run prevention is a real thing. And Matt Chapman is a gold glove third baseman a platinum glove third baseman and the Toronto Blue Jays third baseman had more chances last year than any other team's third baseman. That's on the balls. They got to that. That's the, their pitchers gave up a lot of ground balls to that side of the infield. He's going to gobble those up. He's going to make Bobachet better at shortstop. And so, you know, I think there's a lot there and I think their young players are going to continue to grow and they've got some Yimmy Garcia in the bullpen and some big arms. I just think Toronto is the class of the American league. Okay. So that means you like Toronto in the East, obviously. I think the consensus is, is that New York and Tampa are the best other two in the East might be playing for some wild card positioning. Everyone's picking the White Sox in the Central, you too? Yes, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I think it's there are 10 games better than everybody else. All right. Um, and you've got Houston. Right. In the West. So Toronto in the East, the White Sox in the Central. Right. Right? The Astros, the Astros. In, in the West. You get three wild cards. You've already told us that, that the Mariners right. are out. So you're going to take New York or Tampa, right? And Boston. And Boston. Oh, my God. Four American League East teams. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to Seattle and Boston battling it out for that third wild card spot. Wow. And so, yeah, I do. I think that those teams are so good. Uh, now, they may maybe they'll beat themselves up a bit, 
Uh, and you know, they'll, they'll, you know, it'll be a war of attrition and somebody will fall back some that's possible to allow a team like Seattle to get in. I think Seattle is that next team. I'm not, you know, I, Carlos Correa, Minnesota is great, but I don't like their pitching, you know, Detroit's going to be better Kansas city, but they're not ready yet. So I do. I think it's Seattle and Boston for that last spot. All right. National league overview. And then I'm going to get you on the hook for the awards. Uh, All right. It, it's, it seems like everybody thinks the Braves and Dodgers in a walk in both of those divisions. Yay? Yeah. Well, I don't know. The, the, the National League East is going to be a battle, but I do have Atlanta winning that division. Okay. Uh, and I have, look, the Dodgers, people are raving about the Dodgers. I don't, their starting pitching isn't good enough. I, I like them. I think they're a really good team, but Kershaw's not Kershaw. They don't have Bauer. So it's, it's Urias and, and Walker Bueller. And then, you know, Andrew Heaney, you've seen Andrew Heaney a lot there in Seattle. I mean, he's okay. Um, Tyler Anderson, you had him last year. He's, he's okay. Kimbrell at the end of the game worries me for the Dodgers. So the Dodgers will win the division and, and, and the Brewers will win in the central, the Braves in the East, but the Dodgers are not a runaway favorite for me. You like the Padres to win a wild card spot? I do. Padres okay. in the wild card, the Mets in a wild card and the Phillies in a wild card okay. spot. Which brings us to the World Series. Just listening to you, you love the Blue Jays. I'm not now not sure. I was going to say that you're going to pick the Dodgers, but maybe you're not going to pick the Dodgers. Who are you going to pick in the National League? I'm going to pick the Braves. I think the Braves are going to have a shot at a repeat. Uh, The Matt Olson acquisition, Marcelo Zuna back. Their bullpen is the best in baseball. So I've got an Alex Anthopoulos, the the GM for the Braves. Used to be the GM in Toronto. It'll be an Alex Anthopoulos World Series this year with Toronto and Atlanta. Do you ever get these right? Oh, no, never. No, I don't (laughs) get them right. What, what are you kidding? Wait, so, do we keep score on these things? Wait, you're going to check back on this stuff, Mitch? Uh, only if you're wrong. I only check back if you're wrong. Yeah. All right. Uh, MVP in the American League. The way I look at this is it's kind of Otani's to lose just because he pitches and he hits. So if he stays healthy and he does both well, I don't know how he's not the MVP. So do you agree with that assessment? A, and if it's not going to be Otani, I guess – one of those guys on Toronto, there's two or three of them that could have huge years. Maybe Vladimir Guerrero Jr., somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think you're right. I think it's Otani's to lose. You know, Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette. I think Byron Buxton is an outside dark horse candidate. If he stays healthy, he's, you know, now he never has. But if he does, he's the one of the most talented players in the game today. So a dark horse would be Byron Buxton. Can he throw a football 80 yards? Didn't we find that out a couple of... When I he think young. he can throw it, and then I think he can run and catch it, too, <laughs> eight yards down the field. All right, NL MVP. I'm Bryce Harper out. I don't know if voters are Bryce Harper out. Could he win it again if not him? I guess I looked at the odds. I saw Juan Soto's name. There's a bunch of Dodgers who could win it, just like there's a bunch yeah. of Blue Jays who can win it. What do you think? NL MVP. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman. I think Freddie Freeman, I just think the story of him leaving Atlanta to go out to L.A., where he didn't really want to end up there. And I don't know that they managed that negotiation very well, but I think that with that team, that lineup around him, he's going to have a great season. And so I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman uh, for the second time in the last three years. All right. American League Cy Young Award. Now hear me out on this before you call me a homer. I look around the American League starters and I'm having trouble coming up with guys. Of course, there's Garrett Cole, who's always a good year away from a Cy Young. So he's in there. Bieber's and always in the conversation in Cleveland. 
But I start thinking about Robbie Ray, half his starts at, I call it Safeco, you can call it T-Mobile, you call it whatever you want. It's always been friendly to pitchers. I don't see any reason why Robbie Ray couldn't have his name right in the mix as the Cy Young Award winner in the American League. Steve? Okay, you done? Yeah. No, I can jump it. Yeah. yeah. No, you're a homer. What are you talking I'm about? Home. No way. <laughs> no way. No I'll let way. you finish. Okay. No, I got to tell you, I, I'm with you. The, the, the American League does not have nearly the same depth of impact starting pitching. They don't. So I'm with you on that. There's no reason why Robbie Ray can't be in the mix for it. Garrett Cole will be in the mix. I thought Lucas Giolito, but they just put him on the injured list with a strain in his side. Yeah. I thought Jose Barrios, but he ended up getting not got one out in his first game and his first start. Gosman could certainly be a candidate for it there, but I, I do. I'm with you. I think if not Garrett Cole, I think it's kind of wide open and it's the one area where a year ago, who would have thought, that Robbie Ray and, and Corbin Burns would have been the Cy Young Award winners. For those that are in, inclined to, to, you know, to gamble or, or make bets, the, the, the Cy Young Award is a place where you can make some money because you get the right guy in a wild card year, you can, you can make some money with the odds there. Final question for Steve Phillips. Love having him on. Hopefully he'll, uh, he'll put up with us a couple of times during the baseball season as well. Steve, outside of these predictions, just baseball as a whole. You and I have talked about it. I think they got to move it along. I think they got to do something with shifts. It's become home run or strikeout. Uh, you and I are about the same age. We remember a different product when we were kids. When we fell in love with the game, it was a lot different. Stolen bases were big and moving guys over was big. And, you know, the big inning with a single and a double, all that's changed. Just give me a state of baseball address. What are the issues that face the sport in terms of the next five or 10 years as we move down the line? Yeah, I do think that that the, the offensive impact in the game, the pace of play doesn't mean how long the game lasts. It's the time between the action. And so that's really the thing. So each hitter takes goes to a 3-2 count, uh, and they foul off some pitches. You know, Then it's a walk, and then the next guy pops up, and there's just no action. So I'm with you. They've got to eliminate. And I was always, don't tell me how to play the game. Don't eliminate the shift. But right. I think we have to do it like we did the universal DH. Eliminate the shift, two infielders. And I actually would put hash marks on the field where the shortstop would have to stay. Not, so he can't be just behind second base to one side. I would do like football, put hash marks where they have to stay there. So a base hit up the middle can be a base hit up the middle like we used to see. The, the increasing the size of the bases is a really interesting. So they're talking about taking the bases from 15 inches to 18 inches. That means when a runner is leading off first base, he's four and a half inches closer to second base than he used to be. That's stolen bases galore. That will change the, the, the odds of success for stolen bases. It'll bring that element back to the game in a significant way. I think those are a couple really big things that we're going to do. I, I'm in favor of a pitch clock. NFL changes things. They uh, play clock. Just let's get the action. Move. Get it going. I do think that this, the new way of relaying signs to the pitchers right now, the, the digital technical way that right. they're doing it, college. Uh, yeah. it yep. right, the communication device is yep. working and it's going to speed things up a little bit. And that could be something that becomes more universal as well. So I think, look, the game's okay. We've got to address some of the increased action, uh, but we've got some superstar young players right now. And quite honestly, we're going to look back at this generation and be like, wow, what did we live through with these kids that are out there today? Computerized balls and strikes are never 
Never. Uh, oh, they're going to get to it. They will get to it. And you, I'm completely in favor of it. Oh, you are? Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Well, because a 1-1 pitch that gets called the strike when it should have been a ball completely changes, changes the dynamic of the at-bat. So everything. one pitch in one inning in, in, in that game can change everything. And I here's the thing. I would rather lose by a correction that somebody made and, and, and be okay with it. Uh, but I don't want to lose because of somebody's mistake. And I just want whatever happens on the field to be the result so that my team can then decide how good we are. But Steve, I grew up as a kid imitating Dutch Rennert. <laughs> well, uh, you can do it now. It's just going to be strike one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Catch him on Sirius XM. Catch him on TSN. Stadium Sports is a great product as well. Been very, very kind to me over the years. Very. Always has a yes for me and our listeners. Thank you, Steve. All right. Thanks, Mitch. All the best. Time for a visit from our mortgage slash football slash tournament expert, Jay Flo. Jordan Flowers, the Kirkland branch of Cross Country Mortgage. How are you, Jay Flo? I'm doing well, Mitch. It's crazy. Diaper dandies. It's amazing. <laughs> Diaper dandies is right. Between the birth of Barrett and now the tournament, I can't imagine there's a lot of work getting done over there. Any time for refis? Or phone calls? Oh, there's time for <laughs> refis. There's time for diaper changes. There's time for basketball. It's amazing. I'm the head coach of my son's baseball team. Oh. There's always time. Who does Barrett, who does young, how old is Barrett now? And who does Barrett have in his final four? You know, Barrett is five weeks old and he is a Duke fan. So Duke's winning it all for him. <laughs> Not for me, though. Not for me. I have UCLA winning it all. And your daughter filled out a bracket? My daughter filled out a bracket. We called it Blakely's bracket busters and hers is busted already. She picked San Diego state to win it all. She's five. <laughs> all right. Lots of volatility in the stock markets. What has that meant for interest rates and your side of the world? Yes. So rates have been continuing to climb here recently um, as the Fed tries to get out in front of inflation, hopefully, and curb the long-term yield curve. So uh, right now we're seeing rates go up mid to upper threes on certain products and low fours. So overall, still great time to look at buying a home, especially in this market, and also great time to still be looking at uh, refinances, both cash out, consolidating debt, and there's still people dropping interest rates or getting out of, say, FHA and uh, conventional loans. So still lots of loans to be had out there. Let's say I'm buying a new house, Jordan, for a million bucks. I've got a great credit history. I'm looking at a 30 year fixed. What am I doing? Putting 20 percent down, 200 grand down. And what's my what's my monthly number through you guys? Yeah, pretty standard. 20 percent down for a jumbo loan. Um, you're looking in the upper threes. We call it three, seven, five, give or take right now. We have five and 10% down options with no mortgage insurance on jungle products too. So I would say the number you'd be looking at is somewhere around that 375 range. Beautiful. And how do I call you in between diaper changes and NCAA tournament games? Absolutely. You can reach me on the cell phone, 425-890-2957. We love J-Flow. He's a dad for the fourth time, ladies and gentlemen. Cross Country Mortgage, Kirkland Office, great partners of Mitch Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Shuffler shines the ball at Augusta. Our next guest on this episode 186 is back after a few weeks to help us pick up the pieces, summarize, understand 
the 2022 Masters. He himself knows, by the way, what it's like to be at the top of a leaderboard during the play at the Masters in his playing days. Ken Green is back on Mitch Unfiltered. Hi, Kenny. What's up, big boy? It's not as fun when someone runs away from the field, is it? No. You know, we've just become spoiled that so many Masters over the last three or four decades have been so great that we we just kind of go, uh, you know, when it becomes, you know, kind of a blah, you know, last five, six holes. Scotty Scheffler's the winner. Likeable, red hot coming in, number one in the world, had won three of five. Confidence is a powerful thing. What do you like about him, Ken? Well, I mean, the thing that I, I actually respect the most about everything is that the teacher didn't try to change who he is. He, he let that flying leg and foot do what he wants. He lets them kind of do the, the flip draws. I think too many people get caught up in trying to have that perfect swing. Mm-hmm. As long as you can get to a good position at impact, it really doesn't matter what you do before and after. A lot of coaches would have changed him is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. They would have they would have forced him to kind of keep that foot down and just kind of like never move it forward. And, and then they would try to teach that more of a traditional draw fade. And he kind of goes a little bit of Bubba Watson, just kind of feels it out there. Mm-hmm. That back foot slides around a little bit like your buddy Calc, doesn't it? Yeah, Calc used to go more forward. But again, that was the conditions back then. You could do that a little easier. There's a lot of guys that, that slid forward. You know, today with, with the, the modern swing, you, you don't see that that much. It always seems to come down to that 12th hole. Kenny, for everyone in our audience that just doesn't understand, what is it about that little par three? These guys are hitting eights and nines and wedges in there, and yet every year it comes around and there's disaster. What is it about it? Well, it, it really blows my mind how stupid some of these guys could be. I mean, these guys are too good a player to make these kind of errors. And the last five years, we watch it every year. And it's like, usually when a good player is going to go for a pin, but he knows you can't miss it right, you usually will tug it some. And yet time after time, we watch these guys come out of it. And to me, that only means one thing. And and that's probably a little bit of anxiety in that, in that shot. Like, Maybe a part of you knows you really shouldn't be going at it. So you get a little anxious. And the next thing you know, you don't make a good swing. Mm. Because, I mean, my God, Cam had a nine and didn't even sniff getting over the water. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how bad it was hit. And there was no wind today. And he was coming off of the birdie at 11. Everything was kind of maybe turning around. He should have been juiced. He should have been jacked up over that tee shot. You would think that's what I'm saying. It, it just, it defies logic. And that's, that's why I go back to, there's gotta be just enough of a little anxiety in it in them that causes that because you just don't miss nine irons that badly. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the, these are the best of the best on planet earth right now. One of the most popular guys out there is Rory. He impresses us every, every time a microphone goes in his face, he seems to say the right things. And he says him the right way. He holds the bunker shot at 18. Everybody knows now that he's a Masters away from the uh, the career Grand Slam. Augusta just seems to be the ultimate place, Kenny, that when you're way behind and you throw caution to the wind, you can put a number up there. That was an incredible 64 on Sunday. 
Well, you know, tell me when, when things are going right, they're just going right. I don't know if, how many people really followed it, but he missed three very makeable putts on the front side. You know, but then he chips in on 10, kind of keeps going, doesn't birdie 15, and that bunker shot on 18 was just stupid. Yeah. I mean, you could do that a thousand times. And I, I'm with you in that he's, to, to me, he's one of my favorite guys, and I'll root for him all the time because he's open and he's honest. And to me, that's a home run. 14 months after being fortunate enough to survive a car crash, Tiger Woods somehow got himself into physical condition to play, Kenny. The results in the last three rounds were not what anybody wanted, but uh, for our listeners who are unaware, our guest Ken Green lost his leg as a result of an awful RV accident. What were your thoughts as you saw Tiger say, I'm going to try this and then, and then play, make the cut, and play four rounds? Well, you know, I was telling my friends when, when you know, it was like a question mark whether he was going to be there. And I'm like, Tiger wouldn't be there if he wasn't going to play. And Tiger wouldn't be there if he honestly didn't think he had a shot. He's not ready for ceremonial uh, majors, you know, like, you know, like Jack was in his 50s and stuff. What killed Tiger's any chance of playing better was when the cold came. Mm-hmm. When your body has all the surgeries he has, and all the scar tissue that's in there, the cold just rips you. I mean, obviously, I can tell from personal experience, but and when the when your your body's not working right, your hands don't work right. I mean, I'm telling you, my my six year old grandson could have putted better than he putted that one day, and he and that, to me, that was all about the cold just ripping through his body, and he just wasn't feeling great. What do you think about the future for Tiger? Do you think he'll play maybe more than? We had thought, do you think he'll get stronger? Do you think his game will come back? His hands will come back? You think he'll win again, Ken? I, I do think he's going to win. I mean, you know, whether you want to debate whether he's the best ever or second or, you know, that's that's a toss-up. But when you're as good as he is, he's going to have some events where he's going to he's going to contend. And when he contends, he never backs off. You know, he's not like some of the some of the guys today that don't know how to close. And you know I'm not a personal fan of Tiger, but I respect the hell out of his golf game. And I just refuse to believe in this day and age that he's not going to win again. I, I actually think he's going to win another major. You know, I don't, I don't say he's going to win a ton of tournaments because it's hard to keep motivated when you've been Tiger Woods all these years and keep your game sharp when you physically can't necessarily do it on a daily basis. So what do you think his schedule will be like? I mean, he's going to show up at four majors every year. Is he going to try to play the tournament before that? Do you expect eight or 10 or 12 tournaments a year? What do you, what do you expect? I, my guess is, I don't know if he'll play again prior to the PGA because those aren't, those aren't courses he normally plays. And I think he'll just feel it out. I, I think the golf announcers are, are full of manure you know, that he needs reps and all this. This is Tiger Woods, you idiots. Tiger Woods can pl- literally play four tournaments a year and be fine. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't lose it when you're that good in terms of how you mentally prepare and whether you're ready or not. After the PGA, I see him probably playing Jack's tournament because he, he plays well there, you know, and, and that will give him a little boost for Brookline. Brookline is not an overpowering golf course. Would not shock me to see him contend at the PGA, which he's won at Tulsa yep. or Brookline. Mm-hmm. And then he, then you go to, to St. Andrews and 
St. Andrews all all depends on how the weather is. Yeah, you know, if it gets cool and 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 you know blowing there, you can you know stuff them in the garbage. It's, it's just too hard for that body has now to play in cold wind. I get it. What about the changes to Augusta? We saw the new 11th hole. The right side cleared out a lot of trees. And then 15, Kenny, they they moved the tee back several yards. And that, coupled with the weather, meant most of the guys were laying up all week. In fact, I don't think there was an eagle made in the entire tournament, which takes away a little of the excitement. I, I would gather that if the weather is warm and dry – we'll see more Eagles because we'll see the ball skip down that fairway and we'll see more shots into that green. What do you think of the changes that they made? Well, on, on 15, uh, you know, 20 yards is nothing for these guys. That was all about the weather. So I think in the future masters, you will see more guys going for it, but I think it's great because at least they can't get to the point where they've got seven irons in their hand. Mm -hmm. What they haven't mentioned on TV because they're idiots is what happens there, there's, there's a point of where you fly it, and then the ball takes off. And that extra 20 yards they've added has caught a lot of guys. So they're not going to have that, you know, seven and eight iron. So it, it will be more entertaining for the future. Now, the 11th hole, I think, was a home run. It basically, you know, lengthened it and widened the fairway a little, made the right side, you know, a little lower, as most people know. And But the thing that, that kind of still I can't figure out is, Again, we're talking about the best players in golf today. Why they're so protective of not going left? It just today's ball won't move more than one yard if you don't want it to. If you, as long as you hit the ball solid, these balls will not move much one way or the other. So why aren't guys just finding it right smack in the middle of the green? Yeah, and just you know take their four and get the hell out of there. Right. And it's uh, I don't know if it's just like past champions telling them that you can't miss it left or you, you got to miss it right. Or I, I don't know what it is because something's weird. You know, again, discounting the first three days because the weather was so bad, but even today you saw so many guys miss it right. And that's where you can't miss it. I don't see anybody hitting the ball in the water there anymore. No, nobody. hits it. you very seldom do. Yeah. I don't know if, again, it's similar to like the 12th hole. Maybe it gets in your head a little, mm -hmm. but to me, it's just, I mean, my God, man, every one of these guys knows that if you hit the ball solid, it's not moving an inch. It just doesn't. It's just the way the game is now. So just go ahead and hit it. Still the best one, Kenny? The Masters? Uh, in terms of majors? Yeah. What I always tell people is it's it's without a doubt the greatest tournament to watch. You know, so therefore, it's always got that, that aura and excitement to it. I'm a firm believer that the TPC needs to be given credit because that's the hardest event to win in golf. But again... If you ask a player, you know, they're probably going to take the U.S. Open or or the Masters first until they finally say enough is enough and we got to have five majors. Ken Green, a, uh, a multiple-time winner in the PGA Tour, a Ryder Cup guy, a guy who led the Masters at one time in his career. Hey, let's talk after the PGA. You've been kind to us. Thank you very much. You got it, big boy. Well, it's time for some humble pie. 
normally. Katie Versio, senior financial planner, Evergreen Golf Call is back with us. Hi, Katie. Hi, Mitch. Thanks for having me. I'm ready to go better than one for three. What's the theme this week? So the theme today, it's a March market update. I'm sure you've seen there's been a lot of volatility in the market. I pulled some questions from our most recent podcast, The Evergreen Exchange. So that's a bi-weekly podcast that we put out that discusses investing, the economy, and financial planning topics. So for those of your listeners that are interested in listening to that podcast, you can find The Evergreen Exchange anywhere you listen. Very good. I love The Evergreen Exchange, which means I'm going to do very well this week. Question number one, I'm ready. So inflation numbers for February were recently announced, the highest rate of inflation since 1982. What was that percentage? Was it 6%, 7%, 8% or 9%? Oh, I think it's seven or eight. I'll go 7%, I'll go B. It was actually 8%, so 7.9%. You were close. You're in the ballpark there. Down. Yeah, so that's the highest number, almost 40 years. It's driven so much by commodity prices, the price of oil. We're all seeing that at the pump. So it's been gradually increasing for the last year or so, and, and these numbers are quite staggering. I'm 0 for 1. Question number 2 with Katie Versio. Many market indexes, like the NASDAQ, as well as some European and Asian stocks, are now in what's considered a bear market. So how much does the market have to be down for it to be considered a bear market? Is it down 15, 20, or 25%? I'll say 15%, Katie. Actually, 20%. So the NASDAQ is down about 20% now. And within that, about half of the names in that index are down about 50% from their one-year highs. So there's been a huge pullback in that area. A lot of different companies are down. So it's been a, it's been a really volatile year. I'm 0 for 2. I got one last shot, but I'm feeling good about question three. What do you got? So during times of market volatility, I spend a lot of time coaching clients about the importance of staying invested and remembering to buy low and sell high. So there was a study done where if you if you invested $10,000 into the S&P 500 20 years ago, that you would have returned about 9.5% annually. However, if you sold out and missed the 10 best days in the market, your return would have substantially suffered. Let's say you did that, you missed the 10 best days, what would your return have been annually? 5%, 6%, or 7%? I'm gonna say, I'm staying with a 5%. That's right, yes. you got that one. Yeah, so I think it's pretty staggering to see that if you would have just stayed invested, you would return about 9.5%, but if you missed the 20 best days of the year, you would have shrunk that return to 5%. So it really highlights the importance to stay invested and to stay with the strategy. And maybe even invest some more when it's down. Katie Versio. That's exactly right. We love Katie Versio. Evergreen Golf Call, the Evergreen Exchange, a bi-weekly podcast. Evergreen's been a great partner of Mitch Unfiltered, and Evergreen is everything wealth. Unfiltered. The 30-year-old decided to combine her love of both by running in the Boston Marathon to raise awareness and money for the mental well-being of nurses. And oh yeah, she's doing it in her scrubs. So this coming Monday, April the 18th, will mark the 126th running of the legendary Boston Marathon. And our next guest will not just be competing for, I believe, her third time. She's going to be doing it in truly unique fashion, in nursing scrubs, I kid you not. An RN in Philadelphia, Sam Record, joins us to explain 
on Mitch Unfiltered. Hiya, Sam. Hi, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So this is an amazing idea. Let our audience in on why Sam Recker will be running the Boston Marathon, all 26 plus miles in nursing scrubs. <laughs> so it's, it is kind of a little bit of a long story um, how I came across this unique kind of endeavor here. So basically, you know, the pandemic has been really hard for a lot of healthcare workers, um, nurses, physicians, assistants, medical assistants. Uh, the list kind of goes on throughout the whole healthcare system, but um, I've had some close friends and coworkers who have struggled kind of with their mental health over the last two years, especially. I had one friend in particular, she was a PA, is a PA in New York, so she kind of got the, the real brunt of the pandemic um, when it first hit in March of 2020 and has been stuff, suffering immensely from PTSD, depression, anxiety kind of ever since. So I was just helping her try to find resources available to her to help with her mental health. And I got really frustrated because I really couldn't find anything. And this was, you know, a really smart individual who had a lot of access to healthcare in general. And really we could not find anything to help her with this issue specifically. And she had kind of exhausted all of her options. So I had known about this world record that existed for the fastest marathon run in scrubs through a runner's world article that published a couple years ago for a woman, a nurse in London who kind of had a similar fundraiser, I believe she was raising money for a cancer foundation and ran the London marathon in scrubs. And I remember I had read about her story. So I knew the record existed and I knew that idea was something that maybe I could do. And ultimately I just thought maybe I could find a foundation that supported the mental health and well-being of healthcare workers. So I reached out to a bunch of foundations. I landed on the American Nurses Foundation, which has like a bunch of really great programs that support mental health, specifically of nurses. I do wish it kind of encapsulated more of the healthcare system, but really excited to be partnering with them. And yeah, so I, I decided to do Boston because I kind of figured go big or go home. <laughs> May as well make it big if I can. And Boston is a really healthcare oriented city. So I knew there would be a lot of healthcare workers there to support the day of. And here we are. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how it got started. How much money are you trying to raise? Um, so I set the goal at 26,200, kind of a self-explanatory number with the marathon um, being 26.2 miles. But that's the goal right now. It would be amazing to even surpass that and see how big it can really get. How does our audience support the efforts of Sam Record? So I have the link. There is a page, a specific fundraising page off of the American Nurses Foundation. If you want to support my um, effort specifically, which will go right to the kind of COVID relief well-being initiative that the American Nurses Foundation has. That link is in my Instagram bio at Sam Recker. I think that's probably the easiest, most direct way to find it. Sam Recker, it is spelled R-O-E, right? R-O-E-C-K-E-R? R-O-E-C-K-E-R? Correct, yeah. yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Man, I giggled when I read and now that I've heard that you're actually attempting to break an all-time record for best (laughs) time in a nurse's outfit. I didn't... I didn't expect to read that there were others that have done this. So, um, all right, let's get down to brass tacks. What's the record for uh, a marathon in a nursing outfit? And uh, what are your typical times? Are you going to beat it or not? Um, so the record is 308.22, I believe. My personal best is from December of 2020. I ran 229.59. Okay. I am not in that kind of shape right now, unfortunately. Uh-oh. Um, I am a 
full-time nurse practitioner student. I'm still working as a nurse. So, and trying to train, I hope to be able to break it. Um, but honestly, this has gotten so big and reached uh, so many people that I'm just pleased with the effort without the time. That would just kind of be a wonderful, wonderful added bonus. As, as a guy who can't run 26.2 yards, let alone miles, <laughs> uh, needless to say, I've never tried to run 26 yards in a nursing outfit. What are the challenges? Are there challenges of wearing scrubs? What's the what's the weather supposed to be like, and is that a factor? So it is quite a bit more clothing than what I would normally <laughs> run in. I'm sure everybody has seen what t- people typically race in. So the pants are kind of the big issue. Hopefully it's not raining. <laughs> As of right now, it looks like it might not, but I don't know. I try not to look at the weather really until like, two days the day before because especially in New England it can change within the hour so um, I don't really see a point in kind of fretting over it at this point it is going to be what it's going to be the two times I've run Boston one time it was like 40 degrees and raining and then a year after that it was like 75 and sunny so (laughs) it really can be kind of anything Um, we're definitely kind of crossing our fingers for a cooler drier day but the weather's going to be what it's going to be in I'm going to run in scrubs no matter what. I'll have people know that Sam is a former Division I college runner at Providence College, kind of gave up competitive running, um, and then got back into it as a nurse just before the pandemic. You said on a couple of occasions that running helped get you through the pandemic. There were some really kind of dark days in a nurse's life back then. Yeah, so running... um was always just a constant in my life throughout the pandemic with a lot of unknowns going on at my job. My nursing job is I work in a ENT kind of surgical clinic. So I definitely wasn't in like the COVID ICUs like many of my colleagues were. But having said that, there were still a lot of challenges and unpredictable moments. And uh, running was always just the thing that I knew I could do, even if it wasn't racing when races and everything were canceled in most of 2020 and some of 2021. I was still able to at least go out for a run and enjoy that and use that time to clear my mind. So that was very freeing. I read the People Magazine article about you really touching. You explain what you observed and experienced from nurses and frontline healthcare workers. You know, while healthcare workers take care of the rest of us, we sometimes forget their distress and needs for counseling, grief classes emotional support. It's all very real, Sam. Yeah, uh, it definitely is. And um, like I said, that I discovered when my friend was struggling so much, there's really not much out there and it's hard to find the things that are out there. So just kind of trying to use this as a way to raise awareness and, you know, monetary support for programs that do exist like that and just help other people realize that there are some, some things out there that they can use during the tough times. I can't even imagine the whole scenario where loved ones were in most cases not able to be by the side of their parents, their spouses, their children's because of this this pandemic. And nurses like you, you had to inherit that role, not only heartbreaking at the time, but something that lingers with you for many years to come. Yeah. You know, when we signed up for this profession as nurses, it's something that 
we knew would be emotionally taxing and, you know, physically demanding at times too, but nobody signed up for this job thinking that there would be a global pandemic in 2020. So yeah, it's it's been something that everybody has had to kind of learn and adapt and kind of hone, hone in the skills and the emotional t- intelligence that they already had and use it in different ways. I see where you're close to your goal of 26,000. So let's blow that away. I ask <laughs> everybody in our audience to support Sam Recker's heartfelt fundraising effort at the Boston Marathon this coming Monday. One more time, tell us the easiest way, where to go on the web to make a contribution and to root you on on Monday. Thank you. Yeah, so the most direct way is through my Instagram at Sam, R-O-E-C-K-E-R, Sam Recker. I have a link right in my bio that takes you directly to the fundraising page. Um, I try to share a couple posts to kind of about my feelings about the whole journey and what I've been experiencing and the, you know, thanking everybody for the support that I've received so far. So I'd be really grateful for people to follow along and contribute if they can. What percent chance do you give yourself for 308? I need 308 or better. I need 307 or better, Sam. I'm I'm not going to look, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you for my money back. I promise you, I won't (laughs) ask you for my money back, but I really need 307 or better. Give me a, an idea of the percent chance that that's going to happen. Oh man, I don't love, you know, kind of taking a marathon for granted. I it it's one of those things that at the end you take every step um as each step. Okay. You never know what's going to happen, but the first marathon I ever ran was probably the the least prepared I've ever been and I ran 301. Okay. Um, okay. And then I'll give you yeah, the the worst marathon I've ever run was probably Boston 2016. I ran 316. So if that was my worst, worst day ever, I really hope I don't have a worse day ever than that. Since then, I've run quite a bit faster several times. So, you know, knock on wood. I uh, hope it goes okay out uh, there. <laughs> I think it's going to go great. And your heart is in the right place. What a, a terrific, beautiful thing that you're doing on Monday at the Boston Marathon. She's Sam Recker. She will be running the Boston Marathon in nursing scrubs to create some funds for the American nursing association you can follow her on instagram at sam record that's s-a-m-r-o-e-c-k-e-r i now have something to for i don't ever follow the boston marathon but now i'm going to follow the oh. boston marathon on monday very closely because i'm going to be rooting for 307 or better from my new friend yes. sam Recker. thank you so much i really appreciate it we really appreciate you being on mitch unfiltered go get him on monday thank you thank you i will do my best Time for a visit with Dan Black, the president of Zeke's Pizza. It's springtime at Zeke's. How you doing over there, Dan? Yeah. Hey, Mitch. Yeah. Springtime's fun because our patios are opening up. And so it's always fun to drink beer and eat pizza on a nice patio on a nice day. And so there's more of that going on all the time. And it's fun. Would you say that most of your locations have outdoor seating? Not most of our locations, but certainly most of our full service restaurants, which we call pizza pubs. So, you know, if you're going to a Zeke's that's got a full bar, spirits, craft beer, all that stuff, there's likely to be outdoor seating. And you guys continue to grow like a weed. We've talked about Spokane a little bit. We haven't spoken of Mill Creek, White Center coming soon, and and a couple of more. Tell us about those. Yeah, Spokane opened. We talked about that a little bit. Mill Creek opened and is doing well. White Center's coming up really soon. And then beyond that, we've actually got three more that are reasonably close. We've got 
Seward Park, Renton, and Duval in that order. And, you know, more deals coming all the time. And you're hearing from Mitch Unfiltered listeners I'm hearing through the grapevine? Yeah, that was pretty exciting. We, we've we actually got a couple of leads, no deals closed yet, but specifically that came from Mitch Unfiltered oh, wow. and heard about us there, which is obviously a huge stoker, but I'm a little bit worried that my invoices <laughs> are going to go up now. They are going to go up. They are going to go up. All right. I think, I think that I've decided when I don't go with original cheese, like my mom's favorite, Cherry Bomb is my fave on the Zeke's Pizza menu. Where is it in, in the in the pecking order? Well, first, we still got to get your mom up here sometime and cut it into squares for her like she's used to it. Is it Camille's? You or? got it. Camille's. Yeah. yeah. Um, in Florida. But you're not alone on the Cherry Bomb. It's definitely one of my favorites. And it's outside of cheese and pepperoni, probably the most popular one. And it's certainly the one people talk about the most. So yeah, Cherry Bomb is cannot go wrong with that one. What are you drinking these days from Zeke's? Yeah, this time of year, I kind of transition. You know, we order a lot for delivery and I, I use Zeke's for my grocery store for beer. We have better beer than you can get at the grocery store. So when I order, I just I order enough for the next couple of weeks and stuff that I can throw in the cooler and stuff like that. I'm really excited for you guys. You've been a great partner back in the radio days and now with Unfiltered Zeke's Pizza Homegrown in the Northwest. Unfiltered. Three interviews in the books. This is what we call the other stuff segment. Hot Shots got 186, episode 186. You're on your way to Arizona again. You are correct. Man, second home. Yeah. I think a second home is coming. But see, for us, it's hard to say no because it's free lodging at the father-in-law's and he's got a pool and a bigger, you know, nice house, you know. How do you say no to free lodging, right? No, you don't. You don't. I mean, you don't. the airfare tickets that he picks up once in a while. Yeah. I mean, who am I? To, We're telling know. Josh Connerly to say no to $1.5 million, but you can't say <laughs> no, no to a freaking swimming pool. That's exactly right. <laughs> Were you here this past weekend with the hail and the rain? I was here. I watched it. Yeah. Was, was I sentenced to live here when I was 18? Yes, you were. Okay, I'm not allowed to leave or move. I, I can't no, move No, you can leave here. or move. Oh, I can. Okay. I, I know a few people that would like you. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to Oregon. <laughs> I don't have a lot in the other stuff segment, so you take you take the floor for a couple stories. Clearly, you, you were not at Brooklyn Beckham's wedding, the son of David and Posh Beckham. Wait a second. What? They have a kid that's old enough to be married? I know, crazy. This Dave, is the Spice Girl? Dave, yeah, Posh, Victoria. David and Victoria. He's a handsome guy, isn't he? I don't know what she... Is she like the blonde that... No, no. she had the, the dark hair. I can't think. Victoria? Victoria, yes. Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. know who she is. He is handsome. He's a handsome guy. He's got abs at like 50. Jealous. Is he 50? I, I'm sure is he is. Is he my age? I don't right. know. What? Your age? Hmm, 50? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he, uh, she got married to... Nicola Peltz. I don't know anything about him. I think he's an actor, but Serena Williams, Eva Longoria, Gordon Ramsay showed up. All the Spice Girls were there. Uh, uh, really? Gigi Hadid, Nicole Richie. How old is this guy? Tom Brady and Giselle showed up to this cockamamie affair. Um, I don't know how old they are, but it looks like that uh, the wedding cost are reported at $4 million, and they're saying actually maybe a little more. So I'm glad dad made a couple bucks in his life to go ahead and put uh, the bill they're for this. Is, is he like an... He's not still playing, right? Oh, I don't think he's still he's playing. He's an owner of the LA Express or something. Is that what he is? I don't know. Yeah, no, he's... I thought he was involved with the LA... I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably making that up. Yeah, I don't know. He, he might be. He might Do be the Spice Girls still perform? I'd go see him. I honestly don't know. I don't know if they've ever done a reunion. Maybe. I, I, I Honestly, I think Posh was the one that never wanted to do it. Were they good? Or was um, it like bubble gummy? It was oh, all it's, bubble. Oh, it's bubble gummy for sure. Yeah. Tell me what you want, what I really, really Any want. Any chance I mean, you're going to do a Mitch Unfiltered retrospective? 
on the pot on the uh, Spice Girls? If I get to episode twenty eight thousand four hundred and ninety two, <laughs> I don't know if they'll make the next one. Okay. I don't okay. know if they will. Okay. All right. So you're not watching the Magic, the Lakers series show. I'm going to watch that. You I'm are. at least going to watch the first one. We had a course last week. Did you hear the loved it? Yes. The interview with uh, the guy who played Larry Bird. Did you like it? Loved it. I asked you to help me out, and you did. Did you? Yes. Did I do it justice or no? I would have done better. Ma- Magic <laughs> and Kareem <laughs> seemed like a nice enough guy. No, I, mean, I like the fact that he that he wore Larry Bird's number in high school, and then he ends up playing him on a major television series on HBO. It's crazy. And by the way, Larry Bird's taken on a second life on YouTube. Oh, really? Uh, Somebody made something called the Larry Bird mixtape. It's like eight minutes of highlights. I, yeah. I, I could watch it every day because really? it's, so, it's you like it. Well, you just forget how insane he was. Like, you not you just don't see that stuff today. You know, he shoots behind the backboard and, you know, just craziness. But but now they have Larry Bird mixtape reaction videos where like they show like a 15 year old kid who's never heard of him. This is the idea of the two brothers that do that. Listen to the music. Exactly right. Yes. The reaction videos. Yes. So he's taken on a whole another life so the fact that he wore his number and knows who he is doesn't surprise me but we were wondering if magic and kareem if if they've if they're into this if they watch it where yeah, they I, well i asked him in yeah. the interview doesn't sound like it right well i asked him he said i don't know whether they've watched it or not but well i know now magic and kareem have recently spoke out against winning time oh with magic saying earlier this year he wouldn't be watching and kareem saying the show is a waste of time to any real laker fan Really? I know it's not like Kareem they... to be surly. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, they're, they're, they're depicting him uh, perfectly in the show because, you know, he's, he's prickly. What are they mad about? As somebody who has watched the show, do they portray them in a poor light, would you say? I don't think it's poor. No? No, I don't think it's poor. I mean, you know, Kareem's very serious. Well, Magic has his own thing coming out. Well, that's what he says, And he's yes. probably promoting... He's probably knocking this in order to promote his own thing. The, he's got his own documentary him. coming Remember out. Remember his TV show, it The Magic fa- Hour? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I loved all eight episodes. Yes, it was great. Now, you're not watching the show, but did you ever hear an urban legend about Spencer Haywood? I didn't know this until I watched the show. Uh, nothing comes to mind. Okay, this would come to mind. So last week on the episode, it's not really a spoiler. He joins the Lakers during Magic's rookie year. Kind of, I, I remember. Kind of late, right? But he plays and. So his teammates start gossiping about the rumor that he was uncircumcised and as a kid... Why do we have to go here? ...took a razor blade to it for a little self-help. No, 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 Now, people weren't sure if that was just TV because on the TV show, he walks out of the locker room completely naked in front of all of his teammates and says, because he knows they're talking about it, and says, yep, true story. Have a look. Now, TMZ caught up with Spencer Haywood, and he says... We did it to the hogs, so why not do it to the humans? It's country. It's all country folk. He said his brothers held him, you know, helped him a little bit, gave him a little help, and he's since gone to a doctor to clean it up. But the rumor is, in fact, true. He had his own circumcision. Yeah. He prides himself his, on the job he did because he used to do it on hogs, I guess. His own bris, as we say in the language. That's right. Did yeah. they serve cocktails? <laughs> I knew that was coming. Saw that a mile away. <laughs> but yeah, he said later. Sorry, he, he admits, Sorry ladies and gentlemen. He admits later he went to a doctor it's to the get best it, I got. Get it Checking cleaned green. up. Yes, that's well, right. That is that is just painful. Spencer Haywood. Who that knew? Is disgusting yes. and painful to listen to. Yeah, and you're not watching the show. Look at the. I'm going to watch learn. the show. I'm right. going to watch the show. I'm going to skip that. Do you want to hear about Boris by, Becker? By the way, can yeah. I skip that part, or is this function <laughs> unavailable? Well, because we haven't paid enough per mm. month. We don't pay enough, like five hundred dollars a month for all this shit. Well, it's on HBO Max. So you can skip all over the place on that thing. They don't give a crap. You pay your monthly thing See, to them. See, now I don't know how to watch it. 
Well, it's not on HBO. You know, I can't. Well, that's it's. I think it's all just HBO Max now. I don't think. It, so when I go to HBO, the the uh, five hundred and the five hundred series. Yeah, but why would you watch it live? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I got to go to on demand and type in winning time. Right, search. Remember the winning the time. whole episode where you spoke to your remote. Oh, okay. Yeah, HBO Max. I haven't say used it, and then it'll forgot. come up. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Boris Becker? You a big fan of Boris Becker? Loved him. What do you mean? Do I remember Boris I Becker? Loved him. Well, he's had problems though. He's gone broke a few times, I think. He's had problems. Ah, oh, that makes me. He was a really young superstar tennis player, diving around at Wimbledon yeah. with the red hair. Yo. Oh, loved him. You're better off being our old intern, Boris, than you are this guy. I think I named him <laughs> Boris. <laughs> yeah, by, the way. by the way, it's always good to do jokes for people 25 to 54 named Mitch Levy. I mean, no one else knows what the hell we're talking about out there, right? Anyway, Boris Becker, we're laughing, but he's been convicted by a jury of his peers who believed he committed bankruptcy fraud and he could spend years behind bars as a result. The 54-year-old uh, tennis star convicted on multiple charges, including concealing <sighs> assets and debts. We're talking about more than a million dollars in debt, so... It uh, wasn't a total loss, though. He was acquitted on 20 additional charges, I guess. is the good news. But I'm sorry. A lot of allegations <laughs> and now faces seven years in prison. And he was unstoppable, as you say, in tennis, winning how many grand slams, would you say? Uh, well, I think he won. A, <clears throat> excuse me. I think he won. I think he won about three Wimbledons, but I, I don't. Okay. I, may, I may be completely. I'll say five. Six grand slams. Okay. How about that? Is that close. Is, is that good? I didn't want to go over. Tell me, tell me like what's like Sampras. How many does he beep, won? Beep, beep. Pete Sampras? Or like, yeah, like. Oh, a ton. Okay. But six is good. I mean, just in. Yeah, it's a nice career. It's, it's a, a really nice, nice career. Yeah. Hall of Fame career. During the trial, he said he blew $50 million. That was kind of what he had on divorce, child support, uh, and an extravagant shame. lifestyle. Yeah, too they bad. They called him Boom Boom when he came out. Oh, they did. Yeah, I had a yeah. big serve, serving volley on the grass. Wasn't a terrific clay court player. I'm just making all this stuff right now. <laughs> so I could sound a little bit educated on Mitch Renfield. What else is new? Uh, do you want me to go? Sure. I only have three. Okay. Uh, you're a big fan. You're not a fan of collectibles, but you like the conversation. Oh, I love you it, like yeah. it when something goes for an enormous amount of money, right? Yep. Well, I don't even get this story because uh, Tiger Woods doesn't seem to me as the type of guy that would give anybody anything. And so why he wouldn't have his title of 681 irons that he won the Grand Slam four majors in a row. He won all four wow. majors in, what was it, 2000, 2001? Yeah. He didn't win them in the yeah, same yeah. calendar year, so they call it the Grand, the Tiger Slam, but he won all four. At one point, he gotcha. was the defending champion in all four majors, which is insane. just insane to yeah. believe. Well, apparently, they were, they were auctioned off this past weekend. Okay. And they went, you want to take a guess? How much did the title of 681 T irons? I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to tell you what the guy who sold them, what he paid for them. Okay. In 2010, he bought them at an auction for $57,242. <laughs> that was more than I was going to guess for $57,242 is what he paid. This is a guy by the name of, I think we should get him on the show because it's kind of an interesting story. A guy by the name of Todd Brock. Okay. He's a Houston based private equity investor who has got it? a little bit of money. Yeah. And he bought, he bought he bought these irons. Why Tiger Woods still doesn't have these irons? Right, you think that'd be very important. They'd to him. be in his garage or something yeah. somewhere. Isn't one of them giving away? sticking out the windshield of one of his cars from? Okay. Now, when you say irons, so there's no drivers in there, just the irons. Set. Just the irons that he won all four majors in 01 and 01. Wow. 01 and 01. And the guy paid fifty seven for fifty seven in two thousand ten. He had them for. I'll just read to you what he said. "Quote: I've had them for twelve years now." And I haven't even told anybody that I own them. Wow. They were in a really nice frame in my office. <clears throat> I am not an investor in memorabilia, 
So nobody was seeing the irons. I've had the opportunity to see these for 12 years and like it. And it's like a Rembrandt where somebody takes it to their castle and it's never seen again, though. I felt blessed that I got to hang out with them and look at them every day. But it's time for somebody else to do something bigger and better with them. He's going to sell. He sold them. He's, he's donating all the money. I guess he's a well-off guy oh, okay. donating all the money to his foundation, which is a charitable foundation. That's nice. And uh, he says, I'm a Tiger Woods super fan, but the only other memorabilia item I have ever purchased in an auction was a meet and greet with Garth Brooks. <laughs> Wait, that's the only other thing he's ever bought. He's bought two things in his life, a meet and greet with Garth Brooks yeah. and these clubs in 2010 that he paid $57,242 for them. I'm sure they've doubled. I'm sure they've doubled. Yeah, they have doubled. Yeah, um, 150000 Higher, come on. Really? $5,156,162. There you go. And after he saw the winning bid, he he said, did I say all the charity? (laughs) (laughs) Or did I say a portion will go to my foundation? Wow. There's no way. I mean, maybe someone told him, but he... He thought those would go for $5 million. He knew that, and he wanted to sell them. I didn't do Did I say any of that? No, I just can't believe he what are you, What are you talking about? I'm just telling you the story. He probably thought they'd go for like three, four hundred. How, how, how the F do I know what he thought? <laughs> well, you seem like you're going to get him on. You I'm love the guy try, all of a well, sudden. Well, I like, the, I like the story that a non-memorabilia. I, like, I would think that those would be five in somebody's million. huge, vast collection of memorabilia. Yeah. Well, they are now, probably. <laughs> I mean, whoever bought them, I'm sure. I would think that they'd be sitting next to like Mickey Mantle's bat. Yeah, right up there. In somebody's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Babe Ruth's hat. The Barry Bonds ball. This guy's got a Garth Brooks handshake is what he's got. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and a stupid selfie. <laughs> God. That's it. That's crazy. Well, I was this blows mine away because I was going to tell you Betty White's house sold for $8 million, but... This is cute. Her and her husband bought the plot Alan of land. Alan Ladd, right? Alan Ludden. Ludden. Alan Ludden. Yes. The, the former game show yes. guy. Yes. They bought the plot of oh, land man. in 1978. It's right on the beach. There's stairs that go down to the water. It's just the perfect, oh. gorgeous $170,000 they bought the land in and, 1978. And they built the house. They had the Malibu? house. Malibu? Yeah. Um, it's, I don't, it's not, not Malibu. Malibu. Um, I had it, but I can't Somewhere remember Somewhere on the it. water. Oh, though. it's uh, the Monterey Peninsula. Oh, it's up. It's it's in Northern California. Yeah, I yeah. thought you said L.A. Oh, okay. No, I didn't say L.A. I just okay. said that she, her and her husband bought uh, built this oh. house. 3,600 square feet, 8 million. It's got the steps down to the way. Got to be near Pebble Beach and everything. 170K for that I plot would. of land. I know. Doesn't that sound nice? All right. This, this this is a crazy story. The suspect who, remember the guy, the dog walker for Lady Gaga that got shot? I do. You brought it up to the, you brought it to the show. So apparently 19-year-old James Howard Jackson, the shooter, was released Jail records simply say dismissed. I guess there was a clerical error and he's out. He's out. I mean, you you hear about that happening once in a while. That's the best you can hope for. If you're like, you know, convicted and you know, you're guilty, you can just get out on a clerical error. So lady needless to say, lady, lady Gaga's dog walker is a little freaked out that the guy who shot him and tried to kill him is on the streets walking around. All right. Megan Rapinoe or Rapinoe. I never know. Rapinoe. Yeah. I think it's Rapinoe. No, I think it's Rapinoe. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, fine. She's a hell of a soccer player. Well, her and Dwayne The Rock Johnson are about to throw down. She is really. She's not happy. She thinks The Rock Sue Bird's partner, right? Correct, fiance. Yes, she thinks that Rapino. he jacked her fiance's company logo for his new XFL brand, and now she's demanding the actor changes it before lawyers get involved. He's the world's nicest guy, and so he'll do whatever she wants, even if he's not guilty of that. 
You, have you have you seen the videos of yeah. him like stopping on the middle of the middle of the road, hanging out? He seems to. Well, maybe it's just all a show. It could be. He seems to be a, just a hell of a nice fellow. Like he'll see a, a bus full of star tour. Yes, I've seen that. Yes. Hey guys. Yeah. And they can't, ah, and they, he stops. They, they take pictures. They flip out. I thought he. I thought I saw a video recently of him giving his car to somebody. Oh, really? Like, he, just, like he, he drove up to somebody <laughs> who needed a car. And he's like, here, it's yours. He's constantly the highest paid actor every year. Yeah, he's done a hell of a job with the University of Miami football uh, national championship. <laughs> That's Yeah, right. <laughs> he didn't see the field. A real, it was half a one. A real national championship. By the way, Josh Connolly Jr. also said no thanks to Miami. Because the Oregon coach who was originally recruiting him yeah. is now the coach of Miami. Right. Oh, that's right. Yes. What's his name? Uh, Mario. Cristobal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. What happened to our programs? They were like the two best for a long time. Let's speak for yourself. We're, we're winning national championships next year. <laughs> that's right. Okay, fine. I didn't know. Anyway, Sue Bird said, "Welp, this is awkward. Only thing the Rock and the XFL are going to be cooking up is a response to the cease and desist oh. and an entire new he's, brand he's ID. He's a sweet guy. He'll fit." He'll, he'll, he'll fix this. Why do I think he was not involved in the graphic design of the logo? Like He's got nothing he's to do with nice this. He's too nice of a gentleman. He does seem like a nice Louisville's fella. home baseball game on Sunday with the University of North Carolina was suspended for more than two hours. Why, Hotshot? Well, I happened to see this story, but I couldn't figure out why there would be this. A bomb threat. Yes. The threat emerged from an online forum used by both students and athletes. North Carolina led Louisville 5-1 in the top of the six when a group of police effort officers approached the athletic director's suite with news of the threat. Just before 3 p.m. Eastern time, school officials communicated immediately with on-field officials, and the game was halted. Nearly 2,000 people. That's a pretty good crowd. Yeah, I was going to say. 2,000 people on a sun-splashed day in the mid-60s in Louisville, Kentucky. I was going to say, I'm surprised the athletic director was in a baseball game and sitting in a suite. I was like, Really? They're at the game. Okay, fine. Yeah, the athletic directors go to all these. Yeah, football game, I get. Basketball, but they're really going to go to a baseball game? Of course they are. Well, good for them. Did they find out why there's a bomb threat at a baseball game? No, we don't know. so weird. No bomb went off. Nobody. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. All right. LaKedra Edwards told California lottery officials that a rude person bumped into her at the Vaughn supermarket in Tarzana, California, after she put 40 bucks into a lottery scratchers vending machine. The person bumped into her and she kind of went forward and hit the button on the wrong one. On the, she, and that, won. That's not the one she wanted to buy. <laughs> $10 million yes! ticket she got for somebody bumping into her. <laughs> she couldn't believe it. Yes! Almost crashed her car while driving on the 405, and she kept checking the ticket. Now, listen to this. She says she's going to use yes! her winnings to buy a new house, of course, and launch a nonprofit organization. She can buy Betty White's house. Good Great for her. Money. Yeah, she could. That's right. <laughs> How about that? Gets bumped into and hits the wrong ticket. I love that. She she might have won 20 or 50. I I love that story, too. Can somebody please answer the question? What a tragic story this is. Former Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Saw that. Dead at the age of 24. So young. He was was walking like late at night or early in the morning across Interstate 595 in in South Florida that goes east and west. I know 595. It's a major highway. And he got hit by a dump truck oh. and pronounced dead at the scene. And no one knows why he yet. was on that highway? Nobody knows why yet. I'm sure we'll start hearing rumors and stories and whatever. But what an awful, awful story. A yeah. really terrific college football quarterback. Yeah, He went, I think, in the first round. 
He was trying to make his way on the Pittsburgh Steelers. 15th overall pick. I, I think he went to the... I think he may have been Washington. Correct. The Washington football yep. team. Yeah. He spent two seasons oh, there. Oh, my God. Crazy 24 story. 24 years old. Walking on oh. the freeway. Yeah, I know. So brutal when I saw that. Terrible. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to get right back into jokes and headlines here. Yeah, but go right back into it. The boys of summer are back, and so are the fights. Who are the boys of summer? Is that baseball? Yes. Okay. The boys of summer are back, and so are the fights. A woman and man were involved in a physical altercation. It was like opening night, and they're already beating the shit out of each other. This was thing. it in San Diego <laughs> no, or Los Angeles? It was weirdly Toronto. Okay. So officers attempted to separate the groups that weren't getting along. They asked the man and woman to leave. That's when the woman, I, I still don't know why. I watched it 10 times. She turned and punched a female officer right in the face. Right in the kisser. Decked her. A, a police officer. Video of the incident posted on social media. It's never a good decision. No, it's not going to end well. They, no. Oh, you should have seen that police officer woman. She would have taken the rock down at that moment. She was so pissed off. I thought she was down on it. She was down. It didn't, she was it out did, cold. It didn't knock her out. Oh. But it was a hard hit. She grabbed the woman. She, You've seen the video? Oh, anyone can watch it. It's I like, want to watch HD, it. HD, 4K. It's brilliant. Really? Uh, don't tell me I can't fast forward because my... <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but thousands of Jays fans went on to enjoy, enjoy the thrilling 10-8 to 8 comeback win over okay. Texas, and the brazen okay. woman was arrested. So there you go. Don't punch cops. All right, you have you did the RIP, and now I got some headlines. Yes. Dog Farting Awareness Day. Dog Farting Awareness Day. Celebrated annually in April on April 8th. Highlights the ways canines pass gas and the way their habits can offer insight into the animal's health. So we have to kind of keep an eye on that. Clearly, our family dog has issues, usually at night on the couch after dinner and three beers. <laughs> Poor thing. Uh, By the way, does my dog like you more than your dog likes you? Oh, without question. My dog just goes crazy yeah. when you come through the doors. I know. I, but, but it's uh, and not, to, not, to downplay, not to downplay her affection towards you. Yeah. She just goes crazy when anybody comes through. Oh, she but does. For, yeah. But my goodness, when you show up, it's like... Yeah. Maybe. The world ceases to <laughs> rotate. I know. I, Sometimes she'll just pee. She'll just pee uncontrollable. Well, She's so so happy. She pee. You. She used to pee a lot, and I used to feel guilty about it. I'd go get the toilet paper, and we'll try to really? wipe it up, and then tell her. What your is wife. it that you've done to my dog? Uh, maybe because I knew her as a puppy, because I was coming over when you first I knew her, her as a puppy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you see her every day. All right. A Tennessee woman who launched a message in a bottle into the ocean in Georgia said she received word more than two years later the bottle had been found in France. Georgia to France in two years. Yeah. Wow, that's fast at Alaska Airlines. A Minnesota... Who I'm flying, by the way. Uh, <laughs> sorry, take it back. A Minnesota woman who holds oh, the Guinness no. World Record for the largest collection of cow-related items said her cow collection has grown to nine, over 19,000 pieces. I'll take someone who is most definitely single for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> a Texas seven-year-old was dubbed. And the, that's a daily double. That's right. <laughs> a Texas seven-year-old was dubbed the youngest professional mariachi singer or mariachi singer mariachi. by Guinness World Records. Seven years old. Imagine that. Potentially another 90 years of annoying the shit out of people in Mexican restaurants. I hate that music. And finally, Brazilian singer Polka had to be rushed to the hospital after holding her farts in too long oh, because she was hanging out with her new boyfriend and refused to let him go. God. If she would have just sold them in mason jars like a normal person, oh, this God. wouldn't have happened. Would you just go to Arizona? Do you know how much money she was just sitting go. on? Do you know how much money she was sitting on? Thank you very much. <laughs> like a normal person. That's right. All right, I'm leaving. Uh, the, the, the house sitter's uh, coming over and I have to go meet them. I got to go. Make sure they don't steal anything. So this is a house sitter that's going to take care of the home while you're gone? Correct. Yes. 
And sometimes they can they, you alert the audience when that house sitter's not going to be there. <laughs> and sometimes they they do the, they can watch the dog too. It's awesome. So you don't have to board the dog, you know. Well, let great. us know if you ever get a chance to see the 10 second clip of Piper smacking the oh. softball. Okay. That's, hold on, that's a good call. She hit the crap out of it. I have to watch this. <laughs> I've never seen her hit it like that. Like, Episode 100 and what? 86? Yes, 186, ladies oh and gentlemen. God. Sorry about the last hour and a half. It's uh, it's in the book. 33 hours still. You suck, Titans.